Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean, and we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. Uh, so, Clayton, I know you've been itching for us to cover this movie, and I this was a first-time watch for me. So, uh, what did you pick out for us to watch? I picked out a documentary about my childhood uh, called Saved from 2004. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. I've never seen anything that so accurately depicted uh, growing up and going to Christian school is really like. Um, I just, I fucking love this movie. It's great. And I needed you to watch this. And the only way to get you to watch things is to schedule it on the podcast or you won't get to it for another 20 years. Um so I picked this, and we are not alone this week. We have a special guest, critic and podcaster, Sheree Bohannon. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me and letting me revisit this movie I've not seen in way too damn long. Like, <laughs> it had been way too damn long. Yeah. We are so excited to have you. <laughs> I always forget how great this is, and it'll just, like, sit there for several years, and then I'm like, why don't I watch this, like, three times a year? Uh, right? Memories? <laughs> trauma <laughs> it, it is a little triggering <laughs> you're, you're just like mm, maybe not <laughs> i think it should be an easter tradition i think it should be every easter saved yeah like <laughs> with the ten commandments <laughs> I, I do love watching the ten commandments on easter uh <laughs> great double feature <laughs> which do you start with that's what i need to know which do you start with do you uh, i would say start like, with the ten commandments with a save chaser Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That way you're ending with something a bit more fun. <laughs> yes. I mean, I have a great time with the Ten Commandments. But oh, anyway. I love the Ten Commandments. <laughs> it reminds me of my childhood because it's it was the Easter movie. We'd watch it every Easter. Yeah. And I, you know, it's not that I don't like it. It's just it's it's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing is, like, my parents who are super Christian don't ever watch the Ten Commandments. I think they just think it's too long and boring. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to settle in for this four-hour biblical epic from yeah. a million years ago. <laughs> so, Sheree, you said you hadn't seen this for a few years, but what's your overall relationship with it, and why did you choose this one to come on for? So, when I was a kid, we were always getting movies late in life. And I remember one time we had cable, and this was randomly on one of those HBOs, and I just cackled so damn much. And so I, I've always watched it whenever I could catch it. Like whenever we had cable, I'd be like, "Ooh, saved back on. Ooh, saved back on." Um, but like we fell out of we fell out of our relationship as things happen. You know, life takes you away, and you just mm -hmm. sort of forget. You're like, "Was it as great as I thought it was?" So when you were like, you want to do something, I'm like, yeah, and it shouldn't be horror because I talk about horror all the yeah. time. <laughs> but also dark comedy because like we own those for a reason. Um, yes. And and it was just magical because Jenna Malone just had like a banger year for horror and Mandy Moore is somewhere being Mandy Moore. Um, Macaulay Culkin's got a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And so I was like, you know what? Like everybody's thriving. Everybody's doing it. I want to revisit this movie and see if it holds up. I love Jenna Malone so much. Like, I Her would watch swallowed? some shit if... Uh, yeah, we actually talked with Carter Smith earlier this year about Swallowed. Or, not this year. It's not 2023 anymore. <laughs> I was like... Uh, uh, that's a, <laughs> this decade's one long year, so yeah. I would have just... <laughs> no, but, like, Honestly, Carter Smith is also time? having a year. 
Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, he is. Uh, did you love The Passenger? I love it so much. Like, I am a Stan account, basically. It's embarrassing. I, <laughs> I wish I saw it earlier in the year because it would have made it on some of my lists. Um, but I saw it later. So I was like, I, I can still get it on one of them. But also, I'm telling everybody to watch it. And so, yeah. yeah. Sean still hasn't watched it. but I know. Sean! I know. I'm bad. I'm sorry. It's been a long year. <laughs> have you not seen Kyle in the sweater? Like- <laughs> uh, I saw the sweater. The sweater is fantabulous. And I love a, I love a sweater game. <laughs> you know that's a today activity. I don't... <laughs> why right, are you even here? Right, I'll watch play. it tonight. Like- <laughs> I'm in- I'll watch it tonight. All right? I, have, okay. I get to work from home this week. So I, 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 oh, I'll, really? I okay, so uh, yeah. what you need to do tonight, Sean, watch The Passenger and yes. then follow it up with true detective i tried watching it last night there were too many people on the on the hbo max account but i did try (laughs) i isa lopez is another filmmaker that i'm obsessed with i'm happy she got the keys to true detective because i didn't watch the first three seasons Um, first season is great you're fine with missing the other two it just i it's a lot of great actors um and i love most of those actors but it just feels like the same generic procedural where i'm gonna see a bunch of detectives who are alcoholics who cheat on their wives um and i'm supposed oh, to believe that the cops save people and they don't and so i'm just like i'm not gonna do this but isa lopez is like you know what i'm gonna do something else and i'm like i'm listening um, so- <laughs> yes <laughs> so sean this was your first time did it you was my first watch. did you have a good time no Oh. No, I'm just kidding. With you. About to, I was so disappointed. <laughs> no, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> um, no, it's a it's a lot of fun. I uh, there's you know I grew up with a lot of uh, with so, not as much Christmas Christian trauma, but I do have some of my own. Um, <laughs> we all and- <laughs> do. <laughs> Who here has been traumatized by Christianity? <laughs> I'm raising my hand. <laughs> we all are. I was homeschooled. Look how I turned out. <laughs> Me. Yeah, I went to like a more conservative version of this was my childhood and growing up in teenage years to graduating high school. And now I have a super queer explicit podcast. So, you know, <laughs> we all have our crosses not to bear. Causation. <laughs> Is that causation or correlation? I don't know which. <laughs> But yeah, I did. I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Jenna Malone is just always great. Like she just, she just brings such a light to every project she's in that I think is not every actor or actress has. Um, and honestly, I really like Mandy Moore was a really good bit. Yes. <laughs> like Mandy she Moore was is amazing so good in this. In this. <laughs> like I was like I, I every time I see Mandy Moore I'm like I know she's a good actress but like I there's I always feel like you she doesn't about get her. a lot. Yeah, she doesn't get a lot she doesn't get a lot to do in almost every movie she's in. And like I mean I love a walk to remember but like and she's really good in it but like it's <laughs> Sean. I, I When's the last it. time you saw a walk to remember? Oh god, it's been years. <laughs> So I just recently... That's probably the most called. <laughs> I loved to walk through remember as a teenager, as uh, a lot of Christian kids did, because you knew Mandy Moore played this, you know... <laughs> the Christian ...version girl. of... Yeah, anyway. Uh, all the Christian teenagers loved to walk through remember when it came out. And <laughs> I just recently listened to Cover to Credits talk about a walk to remember book and film. And as I was listening, I'm like, man... Maybe this wasn't as good as I remember. And as they were talking, I'm like, oh. Uh, And probably because I listened to that and my phone's always listening. uh, A 
scene from it popped up on Facebook, like suggested reels. And it was the scene where she like does the song and everything in the play. And I was watching it. I'm like, oh, this is. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if a walk to remember is really a great Mandy Moore uh, vehicle. (laughs) I never saw it. Um, I literally, this is my first time seeing Mandy Moore act. And because she doesn't normally do movies I want to see, I didn't see her act again until This Is Us. You didn't watch The Princess Diaries? Never. Um, I I was a very specific child. Um, so me and Mandy Moore it. were not speaking. Um, I didn't. I I was not anti her as much as I was other pop stars, but also I didn't really know her, which is why I love that she did this movie to be like, hi, I I'm a different person. I we're not all the same blonde girl dancing at you on TRL. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's uh she's very good in this. Uh, her I've heard the, uh, she's amazing in This Is Us, but I, that show just yes. aggressively seemed not for me, so I never even bothered with an episode. If I hadn't started it, I would have never watched it because it's one of those where when you start it, you're like, ah, oh, damn, I'm going to be stuck here until it's over. And I was. But I can't tell you it's great. I can't tell you it's good. I can tell you there's some amazing actors on it, but like a lot of the storylines are very, this is this person we've cast, so this is their stereotype. Therefore, all of her storyline is about her being fat. All of his storyline is about him being black in a white family. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> but Sterling K. Brown and like Mandy Moore and them are like, we're real actors who took a job. Come on, y'all. And we're like, I see you. Keep your lights on. One more time. One more season. And I love how they, like, it was like a big thing for a long time, too. Oh, it was huge. Like, everyone was watching This Is Everyone was watching This Is and I People was, cried I about that every single week for years. It's the NBC effect. They have their things they do, and they will not let anybody else <laughs> tell them different. Um, their shows infuriate me, and I, I need to stop trying to watch them. I do. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave up on shows that were like 22 episode seasons because I just don't have that type of time. I like them for the week to week. Those are not the ones that I like let stack up on me because if they I, they do, I won't finish them. Absolutely. Um, but I used to be a serial binger, and so, like, I'm not afraid of it if it's good, but, like, a lot of them just aren't good anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, This Is Us was not good, but I was in too deep because they throw you right in, and you're like, ah, oh, damn, I gotta see where this is going. And then you're like, that's where it went? Oh, man. Look. <laughs> so, I'm guessing we would all recommend Save to people? Yes. I definitely would, yeah. So let's get into this. So a little bit of production. This was directed by Brian Danley, who was a regular series director on Weeds, a show I greatly loved, even up till the when it went off the rails. I still loved it until the very end. Um, it was I think written... this is where he met Mary Louise Parker. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, I, don't... I was wondering because this was the year before Weeds came out, and I was like, hmm, because oh. <laughs> I I remember loving Weeds, and then things happened and then the finale stuck the landing and i was like at least you got back uh, it was a good be. finale yeah. i never i didn't watch the last like two seasons or two just skip to the finale i'm just skip to the finale i yeah. basically them basically all sitting the out there just like sharing watched... a joint in the snow just uh, perfect it was yeah. magical the, it yeah. la- the last season i watched religiously was the season where uh she marries the like mexican president president oh. dude and then he, his like her, uh, her son kills pilar at the end because so that. pilar inspired <laughs> one of my favorite lines of dialogue in anything ever 
when <laughs> when they call her a stiletto healed Mexican. <laughs> I thought that was the greatest thing I've ever heard. Whoever wrote that, hats off. <laughs> yeah, that's the last I remember watching it religiously. Showtime used to be a society, and now they don't even have an app. And I just don't understand how that happened. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yeah, but when Weeds and Dexter were both on Showtime, like, everyone had it. I was living my best damn life. I was. And then, like, they ended, and it feels like almost immediately Shameless was just there. Yes. And yeah. And I was like, what happened? Did you know we were going to miss these shows? And they're like, shh. And again, <laughs> Showtime did something magical with series dramas because I'm not a drama girl for the most part. Um, and I'm sad that we might not get any more of that because I don't know what their deal is with Paramount now, but like all their stuff is somewhere in the ether. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever see any of it again. Uh, I mean, the curse is was wonderful, but it didn't feel Showtime. I saw the first episode and I was like, "This might be okay." And then, of course, the app disappeared, so I don't know where yeah. it went after. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, hope, I got. I hope it like, was great. <laughs> halfway through, and then the app disappeared, and so one of my friends and listeners of the show, Brant, thank you so much, gave me his Paramount with Showtime so I could finish it. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I will probably never use this again because Paramount plus Showtime. I mean, the app, the name alone is just dreadful. Uh, this, yeah. Until Yellow Jackets comes back, I don't need to know them. But that's yeah. what I am going to worry. And I'm going to be like, what wait, are we doing? Everybody, come together. Hold <laughs> hands. That's a, We're that's a next year problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless they do the, for, like, the. Oh, yeah. That the, one the, episode that's just hanging episode. out. I'm so nervous. Because, again, we don't have an app anymore. And so it's like, what do I have to do to see that? Like, who do I have to email? I will beg for a screener. I'm not above it. But I just need uh, to know who uh, to beg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to cover an episode of TV, Sheree, we can beg for a screener and talk about it and just, you know, make it happen. Joe can get a screener, I'm sure. He's pretty good about that. <laughs> right. I'm going to be like, hey, Joe. <laughs> who do you know? <laughs> So uh, this was written by Brian Dennelly as well and Michael Urban. Uh, According to producer Sandy Stern, this film went through about 200 rewrites. Uh, The original script had Hilary Faye shooting up the school. (laughs) Which, uh, (laughs) they definitely changed that for Columbine. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how long this is in production, but yeah. Uh, According to Brian Dennelly, before production, several groups working on the film quit. A church, a Christian rock band and a homeowner whose house was to be used for important scenes pulled out because of objections over the film's unflattering content. Uh, Another little crossover with Princess Diaries was uh, Hilary Faye was originally given to Anne Hathaway, and then funding fell through. And she was supposed to start to Ella Enchanted, another movie I greatly loved from my childhood that I feel is truly awful. And uh, I've actually heard it still holds up. Oh, really? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of pe- I've seen some people talk about it on Twitter and they say it still holds up. Uh, then I'll have to check that out. I've, b- I've been wanting to rewatch it because of that musical number that I greatly adore. But <laughs> I'm just like, I don't I want this to remain special in my memory and I don't know if it'll hold up. But thank you. That gives me bravery. I'm going to be very controversial. Um, <laughs> Mandy Moore is a better actor than Anne Hathaway. And so I think that this would have been a drastically different movie had that casting went through they just have such different vibes i mean like i am curious what that would have looked like but it it would have been something i don't think it would have been half as delightful 
Yeah. yeah. Mandy Moore, I, like, this is one of those things I'm like, she understood the assignment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's funny because it basically is her character from The Princess Diaries, but with a Christian overtones, which is why I'm like, oh, I love this. She was just like, let me just jump right over here and then add Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the director said that at high school... He, this is a quote from him. I remember I'd pray every night that I wasn't gay and please God, please God, anything I could do, just don't make this happen. End quote. He came out at the age of 17 and was thrown out of his house by his parents who eventually came to accept his sexuality. Sean, does this sound familiar? Yeah. yeah a little bit. <laughs> my life. <laughs> like to a T. Uh, my parents are wonderful. They let me move back in with them uh, during pandemic. So you know, they came around, but I did come out at 18, 19 and got thrown out of the house and also had prayers like this a lot in high school. <laughs> Just <sighs> 10 out of 10, no notes. I'm like, yeah, this is why he gets it. He literally is me. Uh, I just don't have the creativity to be a movie director. So, you know, <laughs> we end up where we end up. I don't. <laughs> I have Sorry. Sorry. inspiring and <laughs> utterly hopeless. Like, uh, that was despair and hope at the same time. And I don't know how you managed that my to brand? pull it off. Like... Yeah, honestly, yes. It but, was such like, a journey. No, <laughs> like, you're like, I'm not talented enough, but I guess we end up where we end up. No, like, we have wait. different talent. Everyone has uh, different talents. And I would not be a good movie director. Like, the thing, thinking about all the stuff oh, they no, have to, like, be. balance, like, like I, I, my anxiety would just, my head would explode. Also, you don't like it when people do something you don't like, and you would scream. So. <laughs> it's true. I would, I would, <laughs> I'd you, be one of those you would terrors. Make, you would make one of those like movie sets that we were talking about. Like, like, <laughs> like you'd be on the list. It'd be yeah. like, who's directing? No, we thank don't. you. <laughs> it could be all like the worst directors to work for. It's like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Kubrick. Like I know this about myself. <laughs> That'd be three media articles. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> in january 2009 the medical journal pediatrics published a study showing that gay teens who face a high level of familial rejection are several times more likely to engage in various risky behaviors including unprotected sexual intercourse with the opposite sex often to try to prove to themselves or others that they are really not gay um didn't necessarily happen because of that but i did have experimentation in college with a girl uh you know, why not? It's college. <laughs> uh, much of the story was drawn from his own experiences with conservative Christian subculture, including Christian rock concerts. Ha ha. Being this gay kid in a Christian school and having visions of Jesus, he says, in this Baptist school, there was this one Jewish girl that everyone was trying to save. There was a girl who got pregnant. There was a gay kid. All the principal characters in this film. He claims that nothing in the film came from his imagination. Everything in the movie comes from either something I experienced or something I witnessed or something I researched. <laughs> that makes sense because it feels very grounded and very realistic. Like, I know a lot of these fools. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, my God. There are so many times I'm just like, yeah, I saw that. I've seen that before. <laughs> like, I like, know that I'm intimately acquainted with all of these people. <laughs> 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 like, I went to school like this, uh, except, again, it was stricter. Like, girls would not have been allowed to cut their hair. Uh, those skirts were far too short. They needed to be two inches below the knee. Uh, we didn't have a prom because dancing was a sin. We had banquets for our juniors and seniors. Uh, yeah. 
Anyway, Banquets? but other than that, Jesus. this is very on point. <laughs> Could you imagine going to a formal dinner and just being like, "Congratulations!" Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's funny. We, uh, my senior year of high school, uh, I was in. I did a program called HOSA, Health Occupation Students of America, when I was the Indiana president. And I actually had a friend who was from <laughs> Evansville, and he actually came back up for. He came up with me back up to my prom because my prom was literally the day that our like giant state conference ended. And he came to he came to our prom and our at our prom everyone dances together like it's not like you're with the person you're with the whole time like it's like it's it you know it's pretty it's clubbing without you know a little bit less um but he's like this is not what we do we all just dance with the same person all night and I'm like oh god how boring <laughs> <laughs> so prom is actually one of the things it's uh, <laughs> I did get a great education and. Besides all the triggering stuff, I did have a really fun time with a lot of good friends that I'm still friends with today. But I do feel like the one high school experience I really missed out on was prom. And everyone tells me prom is not like the movies. It's super fucking lame. But I still am like, man, I missed out. That seems I also so fell asleep good. Prom. <laughs> but I'd been I'd been up for like <laughs> I'd been up for so many hours and our last song was Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis, so it tells you who the DJ is. <laughs> I would have left. I would have not done well. <laughs> is that uh, why it was the last song? It wasn't meant to be. It just was yeah. like, uh, killed it. I don't know. It, it was dead after that. If it wasn't before, I sat down in a chair and fell asleep for like at least 20 minutes. So, yeah. The only time that song has been used to great effect was in True Blood when Hoyt and Jessica had sex for the first time. Oh, God. I'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot uh, that was the song that was used for yeah, that. Yeah, that and uh, blood-scented candles. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends has been watching True Blood for the first time. He's probably done with it by now, because last time I talked to him a couple days ago, he was like halfway through the final season. And I've been really enjoying reliving it through him when he tells me like what's going on, and I'll be like, oh man, I forgot about that. Uh, it's an True important... Blood. What a moment. <laughs> Right of passage for anybody who loves TV, like because you start and you're like, what, what is happening? Why is this this way? And then by the time it ends, you're like, this is the best show HBO ever gave me. I'm a new person, um, and it's it's very night and day. Yeah, even though Ugh. it does kind of go downhill in the past couple seasons, but yeah. so many shows they just that's how it ends. And True Blood is one of those finales that I, I doesn't make me as angry as how like Dexter ended or something. But oh god, which which Dexter ended? <laughs> Okay, so I actually like the second extra ending. I thought that uh, redeemed a lot of wrongs from the original series. But, yeah. And, again, Dexter doesn't make me as angry as, you know, like Game of Thrones or something. But God. it's one of those series endings. And I'm just like, man. So I'm glad they somewhat redeemed it. I don't know your feelings on either Dexter ending, sure. But... I think the newest ending was definitely better than the first one. It got us so much closer to what it should be doing. Yes. But I still had some notes because I I'm a picky little bitch. But like <laughs> I much better than what we did the first time around. Yes, uh, it didn't leave me with rage at the end. So <laughs> positive. Exactly. It's all I ask because it was such a good show, and then they ended it that way. And yeah. to uh, I'll be controversial again. I knew when Julia Style showed up, that show was not gonna like <laughs> bring joy for much longer. Oh, <laughs> Sean also hates Julia Stiles. I do not like Julia Stiles. She's just not a good actor i'm sure she's a lovely person but she's not a good actor and people are always like mother and i'm like mother of who mother of yeah. why <laughs> like, i think she's amazing in silver linings playbook and 10 things i hate about you and that's 
about the extent of my Julia Stiles love. I never saw like Save the Last Dance or any, you know, like her big iconic things. And I just but, feel like yeah. every time I see her, she plays the same person in different clothes. It's because she only has two faces. And so <laughs> it's like the same person. <laughs> Disapproving and smiling. Because <laughs> no, I, I never actually saw Save the Last Dance because I got off the Julia Stiles train after 10 things I said about you. I'm like, you know what? She was the weakest link. I don't think we're going to be friends. But she kept <laughs> popping up because it was the 90s and aughts and they loved to recycle. And so she was everywhere. And I was like, oh, God, why? And I thought I escaped her. And then, like, the orphan sequel came around. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, uh, did you not like her in the Orphan sequel? I thought she was very fun. I forgot again, about her being in that. <laughs> she was the weakest link again. And that's just her cross to bear. But like, I, I <laughs> Somebody's think Somebody's gotta be it. <laughs> Listen, somebody has to be the one nobody wants to see. And it's always her. Um, but I, I think that that reveal and the way that one went could have been so much better with an actor who had more than two faces. Yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Julia Stiles is a very believable bitch and... So the turn did just <laughs> make me giggle. It was when she actually had something to do. Because before that, I was like, I don't, why are you here? <laughs> and then it was like, and face number one, She's activate. the bitch, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Face number one is your time. Let's go. <laughs> so for this wonderfully stacked cast of Saved, we've got Jenna Malone, always reliable Jenna Malone, playing Mary. Mandy Moore playing Hillary Fay, and I just have to love that her name is just always Hillary Fay. People that go with, you know, a first and middle name <laughs> says so much Cassandra's about you as a person. Like, <laughs> when Cassandra's just like, uh, feeling great, hey, Fay. I, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how did they not call her that? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, in one of his few roles as an adult that he had around this time, playing her brother Roland. Eva Murray playing. Cassandra and uh, Sean, you had to know this is C- Susan Sarandon's daughter. Yeah, this is Susan Sarandon's daughter. I discovered I, that last night. Yeah, I was gonna say I knew I recognized her name, and I was like, "Why do I recognize her name?" And it's because I went on a deep dive, and like, I will when I get bored, I'll just read things on Wikipedia. So like, I'll go through movies, I'll go through everything, and I remember seeing her name on Susan Sarandon's as one of her children. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look it back up. And yeah, she's Susan Sarandon's daughter. She looked familiar. And it's because I'd seen her mother's face. And I, now that I know. (laughs) When I saw that in my notes, because I literally had no, this is the only thing I've ever seen her in. And I saw that note in there and I was like, oh yeah, now I I can see it. I can see it in the eyes. Like, got it. Yeah. And it also makes sense because I was wondering how she got that role because like mm-hmm. you have clearly you have Jenna Malone who was doing all the things back then yes. and you have Mandy Moore who was the pop star so you know she cost some money and I was like how'd you get your third though and her mother Susan Sarandon and granted she can act so it's not like nepo baby bullshit but like yeah. <laughs> I was like that explains how she got that role because I was like mm, I don't know her from anything else. Yeah, especially around this time, like Patrick Fugit playing Patrick Wheeler and like he was definitely having a moment. He was such a heartthrob at the time. Yeah. And, like, Heather Matarazzo, you know, the Princess Diaries had been huge. Um, yeah, so this is, has a lot of, like, people that were really hot at the time. And then there's her, who, like, nobody had a clue who she was. Right? And that's why I always wondered. But when I saw this, I was a kid and went on the internet because poor. Um, and so I was like, <laughs> And the internet familiar. was very new. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, like, we were just like, I don't know. We, knowledge is out there. We'll find it someday. Look. <laughs> <laughs> And this is why we have a movie podcast to tell us things like this. 
just 20 years too late. Can you believe this movie is 20 years old? Oh my god. Oh my god. It makes me feel so ancient because this feels like yesterday. I feel like just yesterday I was stuck at home wishing I could go outside watching this and Suicides back to back because I knew I'd have a good time. Oh, um, <laughs> would be a great, great double feature. <laughs> oh, they were. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Fucking love the Virgin Suicides. It's the reason I fucked with Sofia Coppola because she got me through my childhood. Like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not a girl, but through Sofia Coppola, I feel like I've understood the experience of it, you know? Listen, like, she likes to feed us. I will never forget <laughs> Josh Arnett walking to the high school and murder suicides and me being like, men have reasons, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Josh Hartnett, I'm going to get really TMI here, but is one of the few people I have had multiple sex dreams about him. And I never have sex dreams about people that I would actually want to have sex with for the most part. It's always like the most random person. I'm like, oh, why didn't my brain maybe experience that? But, you know, Josh Hartnett, thanks, brain. Thank you. He was everywhere. And I wanted him to be everywhere, too. Because, like, as a kid, he was in H2O. He was in the faculty. He Mm -hmm. had the weird haircut, but was still hot. And, like, even today. Listen. (laughs) Those little wings. I never understood them. We came after Gail Weathers and Scream 3 and left him alone because he was hot. And we (laughs) need to live with that. We need to look in the mirror (laughs) and see how we are the problem. (laughs) But they had the same bangs that year. But only she got heat for it. (laughs) Uh, a couple more little characters. We've got Elizabeth Ty playing Veronica, Chad Faust playing poor gay boyfriend Dean. I always am so, I don't even know what the word is, but when I see him, I always think he's Brad Renfo for a second and he's not. <laughs> and it's jarring. It's jarring. Like I, when I hit play, because again, when you first see him and he's jumping in the concert, you're not really getting all of the profile. You're mm. like, oh, I forgot Brad Winfrey was in here, even though he was not. This was not just kind of a movie. He was doing more serious shit back then. He, um, he was. He was doing like what bully? Yeah. Around this he was, time, like sleepers and shit. Like he was not. <laughs> he was not having fun. Um, and so it's always <laughs> jarring because you're like, I forgot he did this. Oh, he didn't do this. So it's like whiplash. And then you go to the Google and you're like, when did we lose him? Oh, shit. And it's just a whole lot. Yeah. I actually know this. Chad Faust, he did another movie the year after this one called Tamara with Jenna Dewan. Oh, he was in Tamara? I forgot yeah, that movie existed. With Jenna oh my and I was like, I know him. I was like, and I'm watching the movie. I'm like racking my brain. And I'm like, oh, he's the he's the good boyfriend from uh, Tamara. Fucking Tamara. What a what a film. <laughs> the early aughts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. 2005. 2005. The early aughts are like the most bizarre time for movies, and I kind of love that for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Playing the parent characters that we get, Martin Donovan playing Pastor Skip Wheeler and Mary Louise Parker as Jenna Malone's mother, Lillian, the number one Christian interior designer. <laughs> And I love that they would go on to be an item in Weeds. Right? Like, a lot of this cast was just like, let's meet again next year for a different project. (laughs) (laughs) We had fun. Let's just make this a thing. I wonder if he did meet them and was like, oh my god. (laughs) Like, Martin, you'd be so good on that show. (laughs) Like, I'm working on this show called Weeds. You know? (laughs) 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 Or... 
is it is it Genji Kohan? Is that her name? Yeah. I think yeah, she was just like, Oh, she's all saved and she was just like, That one, that one, that one. <laughs> like, it'd like, be perfect. <laughs> I'm surprised none of them came and joined her over on Orange is the New Black, to be honest. Right. I never finished Orange is the New Black. My boyfriend at the time that. got ahead of me near the end and you know, when you're trying to watch stuff together and everything, and then one person gets it, it just, and then too much time passed, and I'm like, eh. The last season I saw was a struggle, and so I didn't come back for the season after that, which I believe was the last one. You were so close. <laughs> I, so far. It was just so bad, because we, so I, for people who've not seen Weeds, I don't want to ruin it, but they killed that one character, as we know. Mm-hmm. and I was like so next season we're gonna like do some stuff right we're not just gonna waste that death and they were like we're gonna waste that death and I was like why <laughs> and, so, and so I, I made it to the end of the season being like we're gonna pick it up right we're gonna do something right and they're like no <laughs> baby why are you still watching and so I was like you know what we're done I'm not gonna come back and then yeah, it was over I thought that was really awful even if you're gonna do it, you need to do it. You can't yeah. be like, we did it, but mm, no, We're not let's just deal go with shenanigans. This. Yeah, because it felt so wasteful and it became a trope. Um, mm. And it's not what you want to do. You don't want more tropes on TV looking at Fargo. Um, <laughs> <you> want- <laughs> I love Fargo. Uh, I didn't I- love its last uh, two seasons much, but mm. yeah, one, two, and five are just great time in my personal opinion i love seasons one and two season five i was rooting for it and then it really pissed me off and i'm sure i'm gonna find a way to make that an essay someday (laughs) i will read the shit out of that i thought it didn't stick the landing the last two episodes i didn't love but up through episode eight i thought was just phenomenal Uh, television it is funny because clayton and i were just like oh if this sticks the ending this is good this might supplant uh you know season two because season two is the best in my opinion um and no it did not stick the ending <laughs> just apply and saucer it. you I gotta go like, yeah like it was <laughs> just a fall <laughs> i was so mad because again the first two seasons great tv and season three i watched it and i wish i hadn't season four i tapped out chris rock can act stop casting him and season <laughs> five season five was like we're doing something we're doing something we lied to you we ran out of ideas thank you for your time and i was like no i just want everybody to watch you and this is how you do this in my face really <laughs> and so i just i i want more for the actors who got sidelined um and ended up in random tropes that i was hoping we would avoid this season yeah. I just, I deeply love Juno Temple. Yes. And have ever since Horns and Killer Joe. I need to see and, both of those. Oh, Killer Joe's real good. Really Horns good. Either works for you or it doesn't. Yeah. Horns <laughs> Horns is one of those. You'll either like it or you don't. It's, it's, yeah. there's no middling ground, I don't think, yeah. on that movie. I, I'm obsessed with her. And I was sad because she got wasted. She's one of the mini actors who got wasted this last season, Ted Lasso. Um, Ted Lasso. Talk about See, another... Okay, Ted Lasso. I've always wanted to. I think it looks like just not for me, but people love it so much, and I love her. So, and I love Hannah Waddingham. Yeah. And so, I do want to watch it, but it's Here... literally just because of her. Here's the thing: the first two seasons, great TV. Um, totally different because one is 
their initial seasons are like, we got need people to like us. And we're also sort of NBC based. And the second season is like, what if we actually had a soul? And we also like delved a little bit deeper. And you're like, yes, both great seasons. Third season, I don't know if people didn't want to be there. I don't know if they lied about having a third season. It was messy. And then like, whenever you bring it up, people wanted to argue with you because people like being stands. And I'm just like, it's okay to say the first two seasons are good and this last one's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can say some of the actors still doing something. Um, and some of the writing's shitty. It's it's fine. People are still getting paid. They've already been paid. It's good. Yeah. This uh, season of Fargo, with it having... This is pretty much just made for me because, like, Judah and Temple, I fucking love Jennifer Jason Lee, And Jennifer Jason Lee playing a bitch is just <laughs> wonderful. So I'm like, this is just made for me. And, yeah. So I was really in on it and was really disappointed at how it didn't stick the landing. Yes. I I also was rooting for it because I, as a child of the 90s, um, I remember Dave Foley very well. And I don't get to see him often. And so to see him come in with an eye patch, just being weird little <laughs> bitch boy, I was like, yes, Dave, yes. Um, and you have, oh, my God. I Is it Lamarne Morris from yes. New Girl? I always... Yeah. I always try to fuck up his name. I don't know why. Um, but I was like, he's getting stuff to do. Yes. Um, and I, then they were just like, ah, Skittles. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do love that they are generally able to get really good actors with the exception of Chris Rock. Um, I don't know how that happened. But also that was the, the, on the time he got that Saw movie. And so I don't ugh. know who his agent was at the time. But they were writing some checks he could not cash. <laughs> I, uh, I hate Spiral so much. <laughs> I love the 21 Savage song. So that's a positive to come out of that experience. <laughs> <laughs> the, what, the one positive. <laughs> yeah. His video should have been the movie. I'm going to tell everybody's kids that was Saw 9. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I deeply, deeply love the Saw franchise. And that movie, I watched it once and hated it. I watched it again to make sure I hated it several years later, right before Saw X came out. And never again, ever. I only watched the second time because I was ranking all the saws for an article because I'm a freelancer. Well, you're a freelancer. You take what you get. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's so much worse than I remember. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have hated it more the second time, actually. <laughs> I think it's because you know you're wasting your time as opposed to the first time where you're like, I might be wasting my time. You're like, no, this is a waste of two hours. I was trying to be positive because I, you know, I'd been listening to uh, Pod in the Pen cover cover the series, and some people had been really, like, positive about Spiral, and so I'm like, okay, maybe I just was too hard on it because it just was such a left turn from the rest of the series, and nope, just real bad. The saw, wow, the traps were weak. Um, Chris Rock <laughs> kept trying to have emotional moments, <laughs> which were funny. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, the reveal wasn't a reveal because we knew from the beginning. Yeah, uh, like. Part of the saw, part of the fun of saw is the mystery. Like who's doing what, who's involved, how. So when you're just like, hey, guess what? He's the villain. You're like, why are we here then? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's the only saw movie that I just knew what the twist was going to be. And it makes me sad because that's a good actor. It's a, he's actually a better really actor like than Chris him. Rock. Um, he's awesome <laughs> <in hands. laughs> yes, and so to just be like, guess what? It's him. I'm like, why? <laughs> let him. Let him try and like confuse us. Don't just be like, it's him. <laughs> Get over it. Look. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to go through the story of Saved and tell people why we love this so much? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so we start off with you know Mandy Moore singing "God Only Knows," which is just wonderful. Uh, you know that you know it's a good thing when that song shows up because you know like Big Love. It just makes me think of Big Love. And so we get this <laughs> voiceover from Jenna Malone. I've been born again my whole life. Accepting Jesus into your heart and getting saved is a big decision, especially for a three-year-old. Oh, and... my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, if that's not the goddamn truth. Like, it, it, yeah. it is. It's so true. <laughs> like, ugh. It's uh, like 30 seconds into this movie, if that, and it's just like, mm-hmm. This movie gets it. I'm in. I'm so yeah. in. <laughs> I was in when I heard Mandy Moore singing God Only Knows. So we were, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be great. <laughs> I just knew, like, that just totally nails it. Because they do, like, these kids are not even old enough to think. And they're like, yeah, I got saved. And the parents are, like, so proud. Like, it's almost like a thing of how young you were. Like, I've been saved since I was four. Like, good for you. You didn't even know how to, like, tie your shoes. Right. You can't make a decision like that. <laughs> <sighs> this, I, that's what I think this movie actually, like, lampoons the best of just how ridiculous stuff is about religion. Yeah. Yeah. The cult of religion. It really is. Because, like, I not to just go ahead and get all the way to the end, but, like, her mom, <laughs> who you can tell is not really into it, mm-hmm. but is trying to figure out who she is, which is why she's wearing so many different bad wigs. I <laughs> There's a lot of bad wigs in this movie. I'm looking at some of Mandy Moore specifically, but like what they did to that mother was atrocious. And I don't know if she pissed somebody off or what, but like Mary <laughs> Louise Parker didn't deserve any of those wigs she was thrown. Um, <laughs> but Lillian. That blonde one, I was just like, why is this so unfortunate? And it was just sitting over her real hair. And so when they're in the closet talking, I'm looking at her real hair. I'm like, why are we doing this to her? <laughs> but, but Lillian seems like she cares for her daughter. She loves her daughter. And she's lost for whatever reason. And so this is what she's done to find comfort, even though she doesn't seem to be a believer. Uh, and so when, the, oh my God. So when he's all like, if you don't send her away, we can't be together. And she's like, okay. I'm like, who are you? I thought I knew who you were, wig lady. Um, I thought I knew who you were. You're a bad mom, too. Um, So, yeah. See, I've always... So, from the beginning of it, I was like, she felt, like, absentee anyway. So, it didn't feel like... It feels like she's been involved in this for for a long time, especially because she was like, oh, you know, like, we've kind of always grown up with it. Um, Especially because the mom's like... Even her first scene when she gets, you know, she almost drowns. She's like, "Oh, she was at her Christian leaders convention." I was just like, "No, she just, she's just like off gallivanting, you know, and like has her daughter at home." Just don't. Oh yeah, I mean, she didn't even notice her daughter was pregnant for like almost nine months. So yeah, right. Literally, it was. It is nine months because this is at the end of the school year. Like, they find out, like, literally right before prom. And she's, like, she's due two weeks after prom. And <laughs> that's, so she's in her nine months. She didn't realize for an entire nine months that her daughter was pregnant. Right? And I can deal with absentee parents, because sometimes that's better than actually being in the home. But, mm-hmm. like, when you were literally, like, I'll send her away for a pastor who doesn't want to hold my hand in public. I'm just, like, I don't like you as a person, as a woman, as a mom. And <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm just like I I wish you were a better person. And then at the end she chooses her, but I'm like also this was your child. 
the yep. whole time. I'm not a maternal bitch, but like if I had to have a kid, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, get the fuck out. You're pregnant. <laughs> Here's my chance. They're gone. <laughs> Listen, especially when, again, it, she doesn't seem to be really into this church and school shit because she's like, you didn't tell me your pastor was so nice. So she hadn't met her daughter's principal. Um, she's not ever at the school until it's like the girl's going into labor. And so I'm just like, I don't know why you feel beholden to this. For what? For who? For why? For the dick. Listen, and she's not even getting that. He kissed her for the first time at the restaurant and then was like, Jesus hates us for it. And I'm like, oh my God, go home. But did you see how she was looking at the other couples that were kissing? She was like, she was like, it has been far too long. Like, she's just like, I, something, I don't care what we do. What, you said words and I, what did you, what? Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, literally, she is, he's talking to her and she was just like, like staring at them and i'm like is she's gonna start panting at them like what is going on here and we see why his first marriage fell apart because pastor skip is not about it look (laughs) no no he was he's too busy talking about like christian rock bands (laughs) you can't even tell the difference between christian rock and secular rock And as much as I hate to admit it, that was very true in that era. Because there were so many bands who were like, is this actually Christian rock? Am I getting inceptioned? Uh, because you had like your Evanescences and your Flyleafs and your Switchfoots and Lifehouse and all of them. And you're like, wait, I thought we were having fun, but I think it's time about Jesus now. Should we leave? <laughs> <laughs> you're yes, absolutely. Right. <laughs> Skillet. <laughs> Yes, I'm like, so many ba- I, the ones who didn't look like it they were like super fucking tattooed and they seemed to be rockers and then they'd be like and this is for the Lord I'm like excuse you I- <laughs> let me leave <laughs> uh, basically you know you just make that face and that Sarah Michelle Geller makes some cruel intentions when she's just like Ugh. <laughs> yes. you're just like you sold me on a lot of things that are not happening here tonight uh, I don't know how to feel about it uh jenna malone's character that i do really love that her name is mary because of the storyline i just think that's funny has the perfect christian boyfriend who thinks he's gay uh i love when she googles just gay and instantly without even having to click on anything yeah (laughs) guysramalot.com also when (laughs) i love that carpenter jesus is the one that saves her (laughs) Like, like the dude who's like doing the carpentry like who looks like jesus is the one who saved her i thought that was funny he's doing carpentry (laughs) i was like this movie's clever i get it already (laughs) and i mean the detail of making her i don't know how he's gay boyfriend a figure skater i mean He's an athlete. Ten no notes. (laughs) (laughs) He's an athlete. That's that's all. (laughs) Nothing to look at. (laughs) Like even his like leotard had Jesus across the front of it, and I was just I broke up laughing. (laughs) I I love that when she goes to the door, the parents like reveal the magazine. I'm like, you'd have to show her all of that. You could just been like send him away to Mercy House. But it's like we found this underage person porn. Maybe (laughs) you know. I I just foresee this dad wandering around the house with that magazine in his hand all day. He's just (laughs) looking at. He's just staring at it like what did i do wrong right where did i go wrong but yeah her boyfriend is stricken with a spiritually toxic affliction and so she tries to fix him you know (laughs) 
<laughs> Hopefully she grows out of that because that could just get you into a lot of bad relationships later on in life, Mary. <laughs> Listen, as Lady Gaga said, bad romance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so after they work diligently on this, <laughs> including, you know, beeping her boob, which is so romantic. <laughs> Uh, we Moore watched Bridget good. Jones's diary or, uh, earlier this year, and all I could think of is when he's like honk honk. <laughs> when he <laughs> looked, I I just it would have made more my life more complete. Okay, sorry. Moving on. Did uh, Mandy Moore at the gun range give you a strong drop dead gorgeous vibes? Either of you? Yes. 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 <laughs> Jesus ah. loves winners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I'm saving myself from marriage and I'll use force if necessary. <laughs> when she was doing that this time around, I was like, I want her to play somebody's mom in Texas right now. Oh, one of these things, Reese Witherspoon is green lighting. Give her, give her the gun. <laughs> let her do it. Let's just let her have it. Beauty pageant mom, go. Uh, yes. <laughs> Could you imagine like a sequel to this and like <laughs> like she would be the like Christian mom? I would love it. Uh, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> Make it happen. Uh, she almost catches her boyfriend looking at gay porn, so he's very horny, and they fuck. And yes. also. <laughs> I just this is just a rhetorical question, not not just for this movie, but for all times. Why do, do people really not wait for an enter before they just enter rooms? Like if <laughs> like every everything, there's just like and then they walk in and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like how many times have I been in for Grande? Like, <laughs> like I like I'm not, I just don't get it. <laughs> Sorry. We can move on. I had feelings watching this, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Pet peeve unlocked. <laughs> so uh, she asked Jesus to restore her emotional and spiritual virginity in exchange for saving Dean and starts off her senior year. Uh, Macaulay Culkin is there. I <laughs> love that he's in this. I'm not really sure why, but I just. Love oh, I actually, I find him hilarious in this. He's one of my favorite characters in it. I, it's so. just funny that he's cast as this, like, guy in a wheelchair. And just, yeah. you know. I, I love this era of Macaulay Culkin movies because this is when I found out he was older than me. Because, again, we were always behind and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I thought Home Alone was, like, two days ago. And I was like, what do you mean he's a grown-ass man? And he's hot. Why is he in a wheelchair? I don't know. I'm in. And so I, I I love this role for him because it gets to be a little bit more adult. He gets to be a little bit more sardonic. He's not just like, oh, no, I'm saving the world. And I'm Richie Rich. Um, and so I was like, he's got range. Like, all the Culkins started stepping it up around this era. I don't know if they had, like, a family meeting and was like, hey, y'all. Right. When did he <laughs> been... do, what was it called? Party Monster? Wasn't that around this time? It was around this time. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like 2005 or six, I think. He he was really figuring out who he wants to be as an artist, as opposed to just being like, I don't know, Disney called me again. <laughs> <laughs> and I, this is my favorite era from his career. I I should probably keep better tabs on what he's doing now. I I don't though. Yeah, um, horror story. I'm not gonna watch that. And yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I got out on that a few years ago and never looked back. <laughs> 
I tried to watch the season after Roanoke and I couldn't. I just was like, you know what? No. And then like Ryan Murphy was like, I want to be a real villain in the real world. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <then." laughs> I have long since held the stance that Ryan Murphy is the worst thing to come out of Indiana. And we gave birth to Mike Pence. Right. And it's neck and neck. Cause I want to say no, but I can't. <laughs> uh, he's he's really just awful as a person and he also somehow keeps convincing people he should have more than three seasons of any show when we know he taps out around two or three uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like it's, there's no shame in being like I can give you two or three good seasons of TV we don't have to be here for 20 years doing nothing yeah. <laughs> also Party Monster was 2003 so he did that before this uh, I thought it was around this time so yeah mm-hmm. I just remember him being like, I'm doing indie movies now and all of them are really cool. And I'm just like, excuse you, Mr. McCulkin. Hillary Faye. I (laughs) just love the way she says things like about her brother being in a wheelchair. Like, why do you have to make people feel so awkward about your differently abledness? Just Hillary Faye, what a character. Everything she says is quotable. Like, if, if memes and gifs were around back then, she'd have been all of them. Yeah. This movie, I, when I had posted on Twitter that I was watching this, like, I I was really running behind, and I was, normally I would put, like, a gif from a movie, and I just put in saved, and I was, like, the top, like, several rows that I could see without, like, scrolling a lot were not about this movie, and I just think that's a fail. Right? Like, this it's entire embarrassing. movie could be gifs. <laughs> this is culture. The kids yes. today don't know. <laughs> no idea. That's what we're trying to teach them. Okay. Uh, kids today would to have a heart attack about this movie just from the amount of times oh, they dropped true. the R word. That I, because it was 2004, I was like, I remember those days, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I like how she repeats it as she's sticking up for the brother. They're like, he's not. I'm like, oh my God. But also these are super Christian middle of nowhere kids. And so they're in a vacuum. It's such a vacuum. Like, literally, when I got my first job in my around my senior year of high school or after, so I would have been, like, 16, 17, um, and I first was, like, exposed to the world, I was just like, oh, wow. Because it really is. Like, you live in a bubble. Everything is church. Your church friends. Your church school friends. Exactly. That's why Belle is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I love the adopted person. <laughs> Hillary Faye sees her as an example of God's will triumphing over a savage, godless nation. Uh, Hillary, you're the best. <laughs> what really sends me about that character is her parents that adopted her are black. They don't get lines, but I, I caught them. Because yeah. I was like, <laughs> there's black people in this movie, I think, right? Aren't they the only black characters in this film? 100%. Yes. It's very white, <laughs> yeah. which is also accurate to a lot of Christian schools. It is, because I want to be mad that we're not there, but also, how many of us join cults that are this loud? <laughs> I, I say that, and Kanye West and Ice Cube are out here being like, Trump said something. And so, like, again, <laughs> you can't refer everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, poor little gay boyfriend gets sent to Mercy House. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Uh, I love when we find out that his, <laughs> that's my roommate. He has the same problem as me. <laughs> I 
love how the cure was to put him in a room with somebody who has the same supposed affliction and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, this Christians is a dating would service. be so completely <laughs> delusional. As Maybe to I'll do like, this. like they're gonna try so hard. They're fighting for their souls. <laughs> They'll be okay together. Now they have someone with them who is like them. Who understands what they're going through? Yes, and it's also their age and attractive. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's like they're in there. It's like I like to go to Mercy House as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's all people like us. This is so much better than everywhere else. <laughs> I do love that Macaulay Culkin is perceptive enough to be like that man was a one man <laughs> was a one man gay pride parade. Which I mean, again. Figure skating. Need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> I also love that for the character of Roland, because a lot of times the people that people are ignoring are the people who see everything. So mm. everybody else is like caught up in their like Christian shit. Like he's like, I see all of you for all the fakes and phonies you are. <laughs> I don't know how you don't see each other. But also I'm just sitting here in my earbuds being ignored. Yeah. I mean, this is the one thing that really bugs me the most about uh, air quotes, the church is the amount of rampant hypocrisy and just delusional ideas mm-hmm. from people. Like, they really do. Like, the Hillary phase of this world do think they are just, like, out there doing the Lord's work and actually monsters. And, you know, that's not everyone that are Christians. I know some wonderful Christians. But, yeah, I just love that this movie is so upfront about it. And, uh, yeah. It, it really is because there is a certain sect specifically of Christianity that is just like assholes pretending they're not assholes mm-hmm. um, and feeling good about it, which is why there's so many people who do missionary work, which is right into other cultures and being like, you're doing it wrong. You need to do it like us. It's, mm-hmm. it's Columbusing with a Bible in your hand. And I just, yes. <laughs> it sends me and we can't talk about it because nobody wants to hear it. Cause then they're like, I'm persecuted. I'm on Fox news now. And so you just keep drinking. <laughs> That's all you can do. Like I do know some missionaries that are genuinely well-meaning, uh, but yeah, a lot of stuff, and especially if you hear from like missionaries' kids that are like, "Yeah, we just got people to pay for us to go live over here." <laughs> <laughs> uh, how funny did you guys find the detail that their school is called <laughs> the American, American Eagle? Eagle. <laughs> I cackled. I fucking cackled because. <laughs> I was like, oh, this reminds me of high school only because I kept buying stuff from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, also, like, their religion seems a little bit franchisey. And so I was yes. like, it's... <laughs> this sounds like they would have like a production company of movies, like Christian movies, starring Valerie Bertinelli and <laughs> <laughs> called American Eagle Productions. I feel like this is an offshoot. <laughs> Exactly. Kirk Cameron is in production right now with her. What? (laughs) Fucking Kirk Cameron. He's the worst. Like, his sister's also the worst. We don't give her enough credit for also being an asshole, but she is. (laughs) He has a sister? Yeah, DJ from um, Full House. Yeah. Uh, So, I grew up, again, I grew up so Christian, we did not have television. And so, once I was an adult and could just watch stuff, I felt like Full House just wasn't worth me going back and trying to experience all of that. It's not. So yeah, it's really I, not. It's I don't not really know the characters in full. Like, I know some of the people that obviously uh, are in that. If but you Google, the only ones I care about would be Mary-Kate and Ashley, and they were, like, babies, so. If yeah. you Google Cameron Candace Burwin. Candace, Candace Cameron Bure. Oh, that's his sister? Yes. Yeah. I so, did not know that. 
she she was a secret asshole and then as she got older she was like i'm gonna be a public asshole now and i was like you know when you piss off the hallmark channel that you're really (laughs) listen (laughs) because she was built for them and so i was like you know you fucked up (laughs) she's like they're showing gay relationships on this network uh i i can't (laughs) (laughs) because lumberjacks are only for straight girls like nobody else can have a lumberjack (laughs) <laughs> uh, another... or a tired lawyer who is shutting down my family's farm okay. right <laughs> but i do genuinely really love hallmark movies but i was so depressed this winter i didn't watch a single one at christmas time and i'm rectifying that this year they are awful so you're gonna watch double them? them oh god <laughs> <laughs> just don't try to talk to me in december sean <laughs> Only for the podcast. Awful, yeah. Just the podcast. That's it. (laughs) And those are the only films I'm going to watch. Fuck award season. I'm just spending my December watching the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) Not really. That would, I think my brain would just fall out of my ears. That sounds awful, to be honest It would also be depressing. It would would be depressing in a different way. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we meet Susan Sarandon, another awful person. Uh, Her daughter. (laughs) Playing Cassandra, the only the only Jewish at American Eagle. <laughs> when every time they called her a Jewish, <laughs> I was like, I what the fuck? But also again, that's that Christian missionary work to be like, you don't believe what we believe, so you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I, Jesus so, was Jewish people. Like I I just want to say Cassandra is my favorite character in this movie. Yes. Cassandra's um, amazing. But, like yes. she's the one that I was like, oh, I want to be friends with her. Like that's that, and she reminds me of actually some of my friends, which is nice. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it right. We're good. <laughs> she she's amazing, and she's what the movie needed because everybody else was just a blind follower. Um, mm. even Patrick, who's like, I'm into this girl, but also I'll just go wherever the crowd's going. Mm. <laughs> um, so you need somebody to be like rebel. Hi, this is stupid, right? This is we're not doing this, right? Uh, absolutely uh i also love the entire school but especially hillary faye's uh obsession with trying to get her saved so they could have that little crown in their cap uh just (laughs) really (laughs) on point behavior from christian teens uh (laughs) people are still trying to get me saved (laughs) i'm 35 let it go (laughs) Uh, i got a trophy in high school i just want to share this because they did not give out a trophy for this, but <laughs> fun fact, the high school I went to, Hope Sound uh, Christian Academy in Hope Sound, Florida, there is also a Christian Bible college, Hope Sound Bible College. And so when people were graduating high school, they would do this test just kind of seeing who knew Bible knowledge. Like it wasn't for anything. It was just to see, uh, maybe to see how good they were imparting the lord's teachings or whatever and you know i'm there with missionaries kids pastors kids all the christian people we didn't have cassandra's really because her ass would have been kicked out they can't have that exposure to us and anyway so on this test i scored so highly i got a trophy for something they didn't give out and i'm like you guys are trying to convert me i can argue the bible better than you back off anyway (laughs) Um, your proudest moment. <laughs> you know, it has honestly served me well in arguments. People mostly have given up, but I still get people once in a while, and it's just like, 
okay. I don't even bother arguing about it anymore. But yeah, Cassandra is the best. <clears throat> Hands down. I would have given her a spinoff. I would have given her a sequel. Um, yeah. She would have been my bestie in high school if they didn't all just get kicked out. She might have been me in high school. I was homeschooled, and so I was primed for rebellion. Like, the second I escaped, <laughs> I was like, ha-ha! And I'm so happy phones weren't smart yet when I escaped, because I would not be able to shut my face in most places. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, the kids that are really, really um, have super strict parents, I feel like they either do end up just being another hypocritical whatever when they grow up, or... They go the exact opposite direction and just are insane. Absolutely insane. And it's just like, ooh, you know these choices. You're going to look back on this and be real embarrassed. Right. (laughs) Right. And you think people would learn, but they don't. They never do. So they keep sheltering these kids. And they're like, why is this happening again? Because you're doing the same thing your parents did. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Well, when you treat your children like, like possessions, not as people. That tends to happen. <laughs> yes. 100%. <laughs> As me and all my therapists have agreed. Yeah. You have been saved since you were three. Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> you pledged your devotion to someone when you weren't old enough to even spell it. And you're really, you're doing this now? It's, oh, I, mm, I hate this country because it always does that to children. Like, mm. we literally have kids signing up to, like, enlist in things at the age of 18 when they can't even get their own alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, how, how, if you don't trust them to drink, you trust them to go to the military and the army, how does that make sense? No, they, yeah, well, I am they 35 years think. old, gray in my beard, and I got carded the other day for cigarettes. Like, listen. Okay. <laughs> like, well. And it's all just, it's just blind. That's the thing I, I don't, I don't, one of the, my biggest hates of, of Christianity. <laughs> is that is, they don't teach critical thinking skills? Yes. <laughs> well, the, yeah, it's, it's just, and it's just, everyone is just, so many people there are just so blind followers. They don't do their own research. They just hear something and that's what's true. And like, I, for myself, they're to trauma dump, I guess a little, like I, <laughs> what this parents, podcast is for, let it out, honey. I know. I know. <laughs> um, growing up, my mom was very much into church. We used to go all the time, and it was it was a place where you know we'd go every Sunday, and you know. <laughs> oh, you didn't get the Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no. We were. My mom was. My mom wasn't going to do that. She, my and my dad had to drive her. My mom doesn't have a driver's license, so like my dad was not going to come there multiple times a week. Like Sunday morning, and you're good. Um, but like you're when lucky. I was, when I was, it, I can't remember how old I was. I was probably around nine, ten. Um, it was right around when the second Harry Potter book came out, and that was when I I really wanted to start reading them. And you guys, I'm sure remember <laughs> the entire discourse on Harry Potter is witchcraft, Harry Potter is the devil, all that stuff. Well, my mom said, I'll read them. If, and then if I find anything I don't like about them, then you just, you can't read them. And I was like, okay, fine. So that was at like probably eight or nine o'clock at night. And then the next morning when I'm getting up for school, my mom shoves the book at me and goes, you need to read it today. <laughs> Cause I need to talk about it. <laughs> so she stayed up like late into the night 
reading this book because she loved it so much so like my mom and i were we would fight over the book of when we would get a new one but like when i went to this was right after the second book so like we were we read the first book read the second book and they were talking about it in christian in in my bible class and i was like but that's not what it's about like it's not about the devil like it's about you know it's about bravery and friendship and you know like believing in <laughs> written yourself. by a like, person that honestly y'all would get along with <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah i don't want to bring that up because <laughs> there's that is too much hate um but like it's not about what you're saying it's about and my sunday school teacher was actually one of my best friends at the time his grandmother and she berated me so bad that i cried and my mom i told my mom later that day and she was like fuck that we ain't going back um and we never went back haven't gone back to church since so i have two harry potter christianity stories when i was in elementary school or junior high somewhere in there uh, before we had moved away from Indiana to Florida, one of my pre- Brent's, you know Brent Sean, uh, yep. obviously we recorded with him. His younger brother Bradley had come to school, and we were either having like a costume day or something, and like he had, or maybe it was like wacky day, I don't know, but he had used the name like Norbert, which I believe was like the name of something in Harry Potter, and got in trouble because he'd used a name of someone that was from Harry Potter, got in trouble for that, and um. When I was in high school, one of my friends, Kelly, had the Harry Potter books, and I borrowed them from her to read because I really wanted to read them. And again, I'm like 16 at the time. And my dad found that I had them, and they took them away, put them in like a paper bag from the store or something, stapled it shut so I couldn't get to them and made me give them back. (laughs) So, Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I didn't get to read them until I was like after high school and then I devoured them and got to read the seventh book uh, live when it came out. And I went and started seeing the movies in the middle with uh, some of my friends once I made <laughs> friends with people that weren't you know raised in a cult um, and was, you know, <laughs> able to go to the movies at that point because that was also not allowed growing up because going to the movies was a sin for some reason. <laughs> <clears throat> You're enjoying yourself in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, i feel like, like that. that's something <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing sean <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey they didn't they didn't say what it had to be <laughs> <laughs> so heather moderato like we mentioned is here and her character thinks jesus appeared to her in her fish tank because she didn't clean it uh we finally meet patrick fugit who honestly I never understood the whole heartthrob thing of him when I was a teenager, but yeah. I was homeschooled, so he looked real right to me. I just wanted to see a man I was not related to, but like <laughs> <laughs> a man, a man. Um, but when he was being adorable on his little scooter, he's like, "I'm adorable." I'm like, "Yeah, you are, sir." Yeah. I... <laughs> uh, Sheree, did you see uh, "My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To"? Yes! Oh my god, yes! I thought he was so good in that, and I'm like, oh, he grew up. <laughs> right? I I loved that movie, and not enough people saw it, because I it know. 
was on circuits forever. Yeah. Like I, I need to like remember that filmmaker's name because I was going to say it. And then I was like, it's gone now because it's been three years. Yeah. Um, I keep, I was trying to research and I'm like been looking, if you want to do this, (laughs) I want someone to just write a really deep think piece about that movie. And I haven't been able to find one so far. So. Cause not enough people saw it. Like I love that movie so much. And there's so much to unpack and so much to talk about. And like, I did like a one-off review with Trent on Fear Street on our YouTube channel when we were figuring mm. out how to do our own reviews. But I, I always think about it and I'm going to make it our problem again somehow, some way. Good. Do that. I will be there instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Hillary Faye apparently got a miracle in saving her brother after he fell out of a tree. Um <laughs> Sure. Surprised she didn't push him. She might have. We never Maybe really. She, <laughs> she was just like, I need something to prove my faith. So, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when they have this like assembly, which is all kinds of embarrassing. And <laughs> during the prayers, and it's showing like what they're all thinking, um, Hillary Faye, I know I'm not supposed to ask for specific for specifics lord like when i prayed for an expensive car and i got the handicapper van instead but i want this to be the best year ever between you and me i think you'll agree i totally deserve it (laughs) uh veronica the adoptee thank you for sparing me from the eternal hellfires of damnation i'm sorry i let that promise maker guy touch me in the rectory um heather matarazzo's character tia daddy still hasn't stopped drinking but i know you're working on it and i really want to be a jewel oh yeah they have this group called the christian jewels that they're part of it's basically the mean girls you can't sit with us thing cassandra uh i wonder if roller boys paralyzed everywhere below the waist (laughs) patrick's like please jesus don't let dad humiliate me because that's something that i'm sure god really cares about uh and mary about you forgot roland's uh, that's Roland not a says, prayer. He's just like, oh, yeah, Roland says, oh, me. yeah, she digs me. That's the funny thing right after. He's having a damn good day. <laughs> yeah, he's not even bothering praying. He's just like, whatever, I'm here. Nobody is going to care if I'm a Christian or not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Mary had prayed for God to restore her virginity earlier. And she's like, about Dean and I, I thought we had a deal. Why is he at Mercy House? You did restore me, right? But the speaking in tongues portion, which uh, that is a very <laughs> Pentecostal thing. My sc- <laughs> We were taught that speaking in tongues is wrong, even though it is in the Bible. And Cassandra pretending to speak in tongues and just... <laughs> she's going to show her boobs. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> she's saying she's got a hot pussy. <laughs> uh, Honestly, moments. though, k- kudos to Hillary Faye for figuring that out. Because I was like, she's just talking. <laughs> I just like I was when enjoying she says it so much that the mic like <laughs> <laughs> it's just astonishing stuff. Cassandra, I love you. <laughs> Role model right there. <laughs> She's perfect. <laughs> I hope she never changed. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> love her style of flirting as well with well, Hillary's when she's trying to get with Patrick and she's like, so like what part of the world has the worst heathens? Cause I'm like <laughs> so interested in that. <laughs> she was the worst. I hope she did change. She honestly, you know, probably didn't, but I would like to believe that because she's so iconic. I just want her to live her best life. <laughs> we love a great villain. Like they keep the, <laughs> they keep the world spinning. 
<laughs> they really do. <laughs> you know, when we all need to bond together over someone to hate. That's an that's an important role in the world, you know? Listen. I really do feel like she's she's like married to a pastor, has like nine kids. <laughs> and, and fucking hates her life. And yes. Hate, yes. She goes to the gun range every day. <laughs> Secret cigarettes. <laughs> I'm on her way to the church functions. <laughs> like... <laughs> These are mommy's happy time. We never tell daddy, remember? (laughs) (laughs) She is so mean to her brother Roland, though, like when they're at the mall. And she's like, Roland, you want to go sit in the van again? I know you're handicapped, but get it together. (laughs) Like, what a fucking bitch. (laughs) Because she treats him so badly, and that's all he knows. Again, like this, I like this character, Roland, because this character is definitely somebody who's just, he doesn't even he's not even aware he's following his sister the way people are following this church situation he's just like this is what i have um they put me in the van in the mornings and i go to school and i'm miserable at school and that's my life it's not going to change and so cassie shows up and so like uh, when she's like yelling at him or like saying these passive aggressive things that are mostly aggressive aggressive you're just like she's a real bitch and he's just like unbothered because it's all he knows yeah i do love the representation with him though like where he does start doing stuff on his own and kind of like Showing, you know, presumably teenagers that are watching this that, like, if you're in a wheelchair, it's not all bad. You know, you can still have a life. He gets the saddest line when Cassie gets expelled. She drives out without him. And he's just like, I don't have a ride. And you're like, oh, no. And he and then, spends the night out in the yard. Like, his family doesn't even go look for him. Right? And then the next day, like, I'm having an adventure. And I'm independent now. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so it's this weird story <laughs> for Roland in the middle of this story about this woman who's about to have birth at prom. And you're just like, what did we do? This was the early odds. <laughs> True chaos. Absolutely chaos. <laughs> unbelievably chaotic <laughs> <laughs> heather moderato i feel like she doesn't get enough credit you know she pops up here and there and i think she always is just amazing like a true bright spot and things i mean hostile too, worst death so awful but her face acting when hillary is like you smell like tia's dad like <laughs> oh it's so mean it's so mean <laughs> Everything she does in this movie is perfect, but also she's one of those character actors that, like you said, doesn't get enough respect. So because mm-hmm. we come, we just come to expect her to do these things, and so we sleep on her a lot. But like, she is never given an easy job, whether it's here or whether it's being Randy's little sister that pops up you never heard about before, and then you love her. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's just always giving something. Like even in Scream F, ooh, Scream Five, when she's like, yeah. "Dewey, you look." Dewey! <laughs> She's just a gift. <laughs> I was so happy that they brought her back. I was like, aw. <laughs> so it wouldn't have been the same without her. I would have been like, no, if you're bringing back all these other people, she's coming back too. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Give, give her some of the trio first, yeah. and they heard me. They heard me. And they picked the right one. They got rid of the Scream Listen. franchise. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Um, I, I did was not like, see that coming. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, we have one or two more movies. And Spyglass is like, not tonight. Evil dies. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a more spectacular train wreck of a franchise, like, in a day. <laughs> it, literally, we woke up and we were like, we're on track for another one. And they were like, nah, we hate money and we hate common sense. And now we're all just like, oh. Okay, we didn't have to end it this way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could have just said no more movies. You don't do all yeah. this. Um, and they were yeah. like, we go big. 
we go big at Spyglass. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly impressive. It was. They were like, how do we make sure people remember us when they remember the Weinstein Company? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's fire our lead for saying the obvious thing. Let's do that and see what happens. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, mission accomplished. I love that at this Christian school, their sex ed has no genitals. I don't know if this is accurate to sex ed because my Christian school did not have sex ed because, you know, why do you need to be educated about it? Well, you they said they you were. You don't have sex until you get married. and They do say it was state mandated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not the case for mine. I, it was again. Unless I, it is and they just don't do it. <laughs> there were horror stories. I, of course, didn't get to go to real school, but like I, I read about it in the paper. And I've heard stories from other kids who went to real school in Missouri, and they were like, yeah, it wasn't real sex ed. It was just like, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, that's not. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Because you will get pregnant and die. Right? Because, like, even when she calls Dean to be like, I, we should have used protection. He's like, I would have never been with anybody else. He's not thinking babies. Yeah. Because why would he? He was never educated. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like that's just, I was about to be really uncharitable and be like, yeah, maybe he's just dumb, but. You know, maybe they just hadn't had a talk with him because they wouldn't need to. But I feel like that's something you need to know. That that's like where they come from, at least. You'd be surprised how many sheltered kids don't know the basics. Because he was like, after the one time, because again, a lot of them are sold to believe that sex is a certain thing. Um, mm. And that's why they're getting like random STDs from doing oral and shit. And it's because nobody talks to their fucking kids. They just have them and go, mm. And then they're like, you've disappointed me. And it's like, you've never talked to them. You've never <laughs> given them any information. <laughs> um, you let them find out on the streets. And so like, you can't really be like, you fucked up. You fucked up, mom and dad. Yep. Yeah. I actually read an article a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was probably BuzzFeed or something dumb. But there was an article about this couple in China or somewhere who had been trying to have a baby for like four years and like nothing was working and you know, they did all these tests and everything. Anyway, come to find out the reason they were not having a baby is because they thought sex was supposed to be anal. Mm. And, um, anyway, (laughs) just a little detail (laughs) about that. (laughs) Like I, I went to college with a girl who kept saying she was a virgin, but she was blowing a lot of people. And I was just like, I mean, vaginally, yes, that's accurate. But you also know, <laughs> you also know you, you, you can't be sitting around here judging everybody in this green room. Um, we all know what you do every Friday. And so it was, again, when they're sheltered and nobody's ever talked to them and they also don't want to listen to reason because it's embarrassing, I guess, at that age to be like, how do I get to be this old? Nobody told me this basic thing. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what they always say about, you know, the Catholic girls and stuff. And mm. Garfunkel Notes did an amazing song called The Loophole about, you know, uh, just <laughs> look that up if you haven't heard it. Listen. Garfunkel Notes, The Loophole. <laughs> <laughs> I loved them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sex that God can't see. <laughs> uh, Mary, because she doesn't really know in this lifetime tv film with valerie bertinelli <laughs> that you know maybe she's cancer because you know she's mr period and everything she goes to get a pregnancy test that she incidentally steals which is a 10 commandment breaking rule and i don't think she accidentally stole it i think she accidentally i didn't say she accidentally it. stole it but oh. i was being sarcastic oh i thought you said <laughs> she accidentally stole it. i was like no i think she was stealing this shit. <laughs> she didn't yeah. want to, she's not letting them know <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> to strike Mary, pregnant and stealing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she is. She's pregnant. When she's pedaling home going, please let it be cancer, please let it be cancer. I I laughed, but also I'm just like, that's fucking sad. <laughs> but also look who her mother ended up being. So yeah, um, she was right, I guess. Well, I mean, the real thing is like for somebody in Christian, like that's, and that's your world and that's who you're around. Like that's going to be the only thing people think about you for the rest of your life. Like, oh, that's the kid that they had out of wedlock. Like she was a teenage slut. Uh, so uh, growing up in this world, like that would be preferable to have cancer than like, oh my God, I got knocked up. I would have to go get an abortion or like carry it to turn, like all these things that would just be equally horrible in the Christian world. So realistically cancer would have been an easier option for her yeah it's so depressing it's so depressing uh (laughs) who was it i can't even remember now like that was (laughs) apologizing to her about dean's faggotry uh Uh, which is just such a funny line it was tia (laughs) it's tia (laughs) heather's delivery of every line she has in this movie <laughs> uh, Heather, okay, Heather Matarazzo's just delivery that she's ever been given on screen is iconic and just perfect. Listen, you can't teach that. Mm-mm. She's just gifted. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she was like, you know, as far as character actors, like Dale Dickey, I love Dale Dickey and she shows up everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why Heather Matarazzo isn't everywhere. Like, why is she not in like 500 random things? And you're like, hey, Heather Matarazzo's here. Right? Because there's so many actors we talk about who are amazing character actors, like Judy Greer. And it's just like, but what about Heather? Why isn't yeah. Heather anywhere in this conversation? Uh, also, the waste of Judy Greer and David Gordon Green's the Halloween <gasps> movies is just unforg- really the most unforgivable thing about that train wreck of a trilogy. The waste of film that was David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy. And then they gave him another franchise and... I just would like to think, you know, when he dropped out of the second Exorcist film, <laughs> that my scathing letterbox review, he read it and was just like, okay, enough hate. I'm I'm out. They don't like me in the horror sphere. I like to tell myself that it was originally called Exorcist. Can you believe it? Because <laughs> <laughs> Jason Blum is just over there doing anything. You can't. <laughs> He's not asking questions. He's not concerned with what the people want. He's just like, another trilogy? Go for it, David. <laughs> In five years, he's going to go ruin, like, Nightmare on Elm Street or something. Oh, you know it. It's the <sighs> it's the last one. He's not ruined. <laughs> uh, I love people. Again, Hillary Faye. Come on. You're not born a gay. You're born again. Um, again, 10 out of 10. No notes. <laughs> I do love Macaulay and... Um, Cassandra's little flirtation, courtship, just everything about it. I think it's really cute. Mm-hmm. It, they are the only two people that are themselves the entire movie. And so you love to see them find each other. Because everybody else is like, I don't know how to be and who to be because this is a thing that my family's into. Or I like this girl and kind of I, I kind of want to be different, but also I don't want to stand out. Um, or people are afraid of being who they are because they get sent to Mercy House. And so it's nice to see these two <laughs> people who are just like outside of this world be like, hi, should we run off together? <laughs> should, yeah. should, should we maybe make out? <laughs> like, 
playing wheelies at the mall. Like it's just it's so cute. It's that was fucking cute. Adorable. That was cute. Well, she got her car outfitted for him so he could drive. (laughs) Oh my god, that is the sweetest thing I have ever seen in my life. I'm not a romantic, but I I wipe away a tear every time I watch it. (laughs) I'm just like. I hate sentiment, but that is adorable. It's just Uh, (laughs) I love when they see Mary going to Planned Parenthood and she's like (laughs) Nicole Hogan's like, there's only one reason Christian girls come down to Planned Parenthood. And she's like, She's planning a pipe bomb. bomb." (laughs) Two reasons. reasons. (laughs) Give them a spin-off. With Dean, because they know he's gay, like, I think there's a better chance of the pipe bomb. spinoff i know that we probably should be putting actors in wheelchairs that don't need them but i also want to see these two in the future i want to see where they go what they get into um i I want all their adventures yeah saved legacy sequel give it to us saved again (laughs) boom (laughs) oh wait can we do it saved but with a question mark instead of an apostrophe or uh exclamation point like saved (laughs) oh i love that yeah yeah (laughs) got saved yeah <laughs> saved uh, <laughs> colon born again i don't know uh make it happen i need to see this now saved believer <sighs> bad connotations too soon <laughs> i do love when she finds out she's pregnant and she's so pissed and then goes and like looks at the super white jesus <laughs> cardboard thi- thing and it's like shit fuck and really quietly god damn <laughs> so true <laughs> it's like she's just trying to well she's like, angry okay, is this Adam. real she's so angry like that's her biggest thing is she's just like you've kind of forsaken me we had a deal you did not deliver through and now i'm pregnant like pregnant like rude <laughs> i i really love that because like a lot of times you see the whole this person doesn't believe in god anymore this bad thing happen it's like matthew mcconaughey and the family's been taken from him and now he's a drunk and so to see a, a teenage girl be like i thought this is how religion worked and now i'm pregnant and my boyfriend's at mercy's house um <laughs> clearly something's not right <laughs> has my whole life been a lie i think that that is a still a timely thing for the youth to be seen whether or not they'll watch this movie or not yeah, and my journey was just, like, her gay boyfriend that's like, wait, so if being gay is a sin and I definitely was born this way, why would God do that? So start questioning, critical thinking, go from there. Mm-hmm. Prayer circle time. I love the women Christians. <laughs> Christians. <laughs> do this thing where they're really just kind of, like, mean gossiping, but they frame it in this specific way the bless your heart tramp mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> we pray for all the perverts lord but especially for dean who at this time just hasn't found the right girl <laughs> like <laughs> sure that's how being gay that's works. not just that's not just insulting him that's insulting her too that's the christian way so mean yeah. <laughs> it's the christian like, way <laughs> yeah like and that's one of the reasons i was like damn like no wonder she's just like fuck off <laughs> and then she's like i we know you're late which is also another dig but jesus mm-hmm. is still listening and i'm like you don't have jesus on your hotline hey Fay. um <laughs> you don't know <laughs> She thinks she does. But Sheree, prayer works. It's been medically proven. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, she said that I fell off my bed last night. I'd forgotten. <laughs> I'd forgotten. I had also forgotten that line, and I just like <laughs> explosive laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sean, you mentioned the phone call thing with Hillary Fay and Mary Louise Parker. <laughs> she can be a real uppity. Who do you? Uh, a line <laughs> yeah. that would be really at home in Fargo, actually. Uh, yes. I feel like that's something you Juno just Temple's said it husband would have said. said. Juno Temple well, would have said it while wanting to something else. Like, your mom's yeah. being a real hootie who today. <laughs> oh, she's... Uh, Sean and I did really love, especially Sean. When she drops the act in front of Jennifer Jason Lee. Yes. That was my favorite moment between the two of them. Uh, I also did love the payoff later when she like. (sighs) No daughter of mine. Yeah. Like then I was like, that was my favorite part of that whole final episode. (laughs) That episode. (laughs) That finale. I wish I never watched it. I wish I just like let it end with them in the ether being like anything could happen. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. It just, it felt so clunky and yeah, I just, instead of ending on a high, I just felt, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> it's a real hootie who. And I hope that Noah hands the keys over to somebody else. Cause this is his fifth season. Two were great. Three happened. Yeah. I feel like showrunners uh. again, like Game of Thrones, they were sick oh. of it. They should have handed it off. Listen, the reason I'm watching True Detective is because Issa Lopez, not for any other reason. Um, and then I saw what she was doing. Like, oh, you're assembling this team? Hell yes. I'm not going back for those first three seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, showrunners need to learn to let go. If yes. something isn't exciting you anymore, just move on to other things. Someone else would be happy to take that for Are you. Are you telling producers to Marie Kondo their job? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If it doesn't yeah. bring you joy anymore, let it go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, if people just said, hey, no, and found another job, I know that's hard to do. We just saw two strikes. I'm not being like, oh, yeah, you can give up a job, find another one tomorrow. I That's a lie. Obviously, I'm unemployed as far as writing. But like, if you were just honest with yourself to be like, after three, four years, I don't want to be here. We wouldn't mm-hmm. get things like the finale of Killing Eve. That writer, oh. that showrunner was new. So, like, she did two seasons, I think. It was like, mm-mm. Instead of her being like, you know what? I'm not equipped in this, and I don't want to be here. <laughs> she ruined it for everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they're making their Finale? issues all no. of our problem. And... Emerald was the second season showrunner. Because oh, the first okay. two seasons, great. The third season, shaky. And then that other season was like, guess what? We haven't watched the old seasons and we didn't read the show Bible. And so like, we just went in and needed it all out the window. And I Twitter was say, mad. When shows ignore the, you know, the Bible or franchises. And <laughs> I will say when you know that they just like threw that out the window, you're like, you know, we've got to give them props for just really being like, we're going to do our own thing, even if it completely doesn't work. I just... Maybe it's because I've never actually gotten staff in a room, but I don't know if I could be so bold as to be like, too long, didn't read, and go for it. But also, I would get fired as a black woman. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, what geez. do you mean? Oh, you didn't read this. You don't know these characters. You're doing something different. Fuck off. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> They're like the these only ch- child, and you're like, you realize they have like three siblings in season three. <laughs> <laughs> The other Culkin who played, I forgot his name, Roman. He played Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a family in the pilot, and we never saw that family again. And the, the show ended. And I'm just like, do they not exist anymore? 
<laughs> Wait, Roman had a family in the beginning. I literally just have been rewatching Succession with my BFF, and yeah. I didn't even catch that in the pilot. He had a kid, and I assumed was a wife, um, and then we never saw them again. I mean, I think that's a positive for the series, but... <laughs> <laughs> Roman shouldn't be raising anybody's child, but we just never addressed no. it to be, like, divorced and doesn't care, which makes sense for Roman to be like, I don't want a kid. Or if this was not his family, but he borrowed them for the aesthetic, that's also a Roman thing to do, but we just never <laughs> oh, talked yeah. about it. Just paid someone, like, $10 million just to, like, borrow them for the night. It's... <laughs> I can You know, see they tattooed a homeless man on the head just for shits and giggles, so I would put nothing past this family. <laughs> just it's such a good character to hate <laughs> I just... yeah i mean they're all awful 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 people and so compelling to watch <laughs> i miss them every sunday <laughs> i know that's why I, like i'm literally i watch i binge the entire series this summer like during the final season because i'm like you know people have been talking about this for years i think it looks really boring but Same. something's got to be there and so I started binging it and was like, oh, holy shit. And so I was able to watch the last two episodes with everyone live online and was like, okay, I get it. And I was really mad. I hadn't been watching it for the past however many years, but also I don't know if I could have handled waiting <clears throat> a week between episodes, much less like the wait between seasons. Um, I, I literally binged everything the winter before they announced it was going to be the last season coming up. And so after a couple of months, I watched every Sunday live. I missed live events. I missed people's important things because I'm like, no, this is my only season I get to watch live because it's the last season. And I'm so mad, sad I missed it, but also I wouldn't have made it either. I, for the longest time, because I tried an episode of White Lotus, and I thought it was going to be like White Lotus because people love White Lotus and they love Succession. And I was like, y'all, no, keep both. And it was so not White Lotus, and I'm so fucking happy because it was so fucking good. I mean, I do love White Lotus, but yeah, they're very different shows. Yeah. different views on the uber rich although i well i guess succession is like more than uber rich like that's a level that it's it was just such a good show and i don't know if we'll ever get that um especially with the way that the streamers are behaving i don't know if we'll get that again soon <laughs> i know it's just like man that is up in the pantheon of greatest shows ever just written acted everything about it just top tier um, I do, <laughs> you know, we've talked about Mary Louise Parker's ideas on parenting and how she's not a great parent. And I mean, comparing your kid to owning a car. And I, she's think... not wrong with the sentiment, but, <laughs> but again, she's raised a very impressionable, sheltered youth who believes anything she's told. Like even as a child, they're like, your dad's with the angels. He tried to off herself. And so you have to remember that when talking to her, because I think that is when she decides I can't tell my mom I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, just <laughs> she'll send me to Mercy House, probably, and yeah. Right, which again is a bad move because you're gonna send her to Mercy House with the boyfriend who knocked her up, and so like, <laughs> I again the choice is being made. Yeah, and I mean, being a parent, I'm sure is hard, but like. If you're at this point that your kid, your, your kid should be able to feel like they can talk to you about anything. And when it's like this, and you're like, you know, obviously that's a big thing that would be scary to tell a parent. But yeah, you know, something is just kind of off if you can't have a tough conversation. Exactly. Uh, 
another detail on Mercy House I do when during, you know, we find out like, oh, he's here for the same reason as me is uh, <laughs> when he's like, I'm going to beat this. According to the brochure, hundreds of others. <laughs> hundreds, hundreds of others. Hundreds of others. <laughs> it's great. Uh, we hear a detail about a Christian haunted house. And every time they do like a drop of like, you know, something and they're like, I just Christian in front of it is so funny and so on point. And like, I don't know if you've ever done a Christian haunted house thing, but uh, oh, God. when my dad was pastoring a church in Alabama, there was this thing. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was like on Halloween. But instead of, you know, like trick or treating or whatever, you would go and it was this place. and It was like out in the woods. They had all these things set up and it was supposed to be like what it was like in hell. and uh, so you would go and it would you know scare you into maybe getting and at the end they literally did have a thing if people wanted to like pray and get saved Uh, very (laughs) cute Christian Halloween got a (laughs) it's a a thing you know let's let's scare people into doing something for impressionable kids that's literally everything Christianity is based on is fear if you have to be scared Um... to be a good person Maybe you're not a good person. Listen. Yeah. Uh, I adore Macaulay Culkin's uh, roller skate costume. (laughs) It's actually super clever. It's so clever. I love it. (laughs) I feel like he's just waiting for Cassie his whole life. Because, like, the second she shows up, he's like, ha ha, all my intrusive thoughts on the outside. And it's a better person for it. Well, he's finally seeing somebody who's not a cookie cutter version of everyone else. So, like, she's she pops because she's in a field of just gray, <laughs> boring gray. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, I think the other best part of this entire movie is the whole like exorcism scene when <laughs> when the pastor is like I need you to be a warrior in the front line for Jesus and Heather Matterhorn is like you mean like shooter yeah, shooter <laughs> <laughs> and the whole like you know the most I think the most iconic moment of the movie is the whole thing like when she throws <laughs> I am filled with Christ's love and throws the bible at her um <laughs> That whole sequence is, I remember her throwing the Bible and saying, I'm filled with Christ's love. I remember that crystal clear. Um, And now that I know that was the Exorcist needle drop, it makes all of that so much funnier because they pull up (laughs) and the song starts and they try and exercise her in the van. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Today was my first watch of it. And I was like, okay. And when that started playing, I was like, oh my God, are they going to do an exorcism? (laughs) (laughs) And they pull her in. And I was like, oh my God, they're doing an exorcism. And, you know, like, what they say is so funny because it's like, oh, we've got to get rid of the evil inside of you. And she's pregnant. Hey, Faye always had the line that needed to be said for double <laughs> context. Like, when she comes back to the, from, to find out that her husband, wow. When she comes back to find out her boyfriend got sent to Mercy House, she's like, so is he coming out or not? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, Patrick Fuga, I love when he's like, she actually tried to exercise you. That was nice of her, I guess. <laughs> you know, he's a kind of a follower, but he is also insightful about, you know, the thing about Mercy House not existing for the people who get sent there. It's for the people who, like, do the sending. Um 
Well, I feel like he's just trapped in this world. Yeah. Like, he grew up with a mom who's a missionary or goes on missionary trips because she and her dad hate each other. Or she and his dad hate each other. Like, he, his dad is, you know, like, follow the, follow the Bible kind of brimstone kind of guy. Um, uh, he is not a brimstone type not, of guy. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, me. for like, There are no. brimstone preachers, and I don't right. feel like he's one of them. No, 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 you're right. But, like, I mean, he's very much like, follow the Bible as much as you can. Like, you know, like, there are some things that just aren't, like, you know, the Bible is, the Bible is law kind of thing. And he seems very, uh, like, he's kind of trapped in this world. Like, he, he he can't escape it even if he wanted to. Counting the days till he's 18. Yeah, right? like, literally, like, gonna ride his Vespa right out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, a scooter. Like, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel bad for him. And I also kept wondering why he kept going back to the other clique. But again, he's a follower. So if they're like, mm. Patrick, he's like, okay. Um, so he was kind of asking her to save him i kind of save i kind of appreciate his like he's kind of playing both sides like (laughs) you know keep your options open i don't know how this is going to play out like i like her and them but i also still want to be popular well and also in some ways like he's kind of being forced by his dad to be popular because like the scene where we see him later in the school play also in the school play <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God. That's that the first cross. time i watched this movie i'm pretty sure my jaw dropped at that point i'm just like oh my god they did not um uh, but like his he's like oh his uh, like mary's like oh his dad has wanted him to get into more extracurricular activities so he'll try and stay away from me basically so like I don't think it's necessarily just him following. I think his dad is also just like, go to that. Go do this one. Go there. Go this. Do that. Do that. Like, it feels like he doesn't have all of his own time to do what he wants. Like, he's still doing what his parents want. But so he's not really rebelled enough, I guess. For some of it, yeah. But like, there's other times like in the hallway when they like do the like weird jazz snaps towards them. (laughs) I'm like, this is not school sanctioned. Like, <laughs> and, when you know, it was right after they did Jesus Christ Superstar, but I'm like, why are you West Side Story snapping? <laughs> right? Get your musicals right. Like, they're, 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 these, these, the, but that is an accurate theater kid thing. I mean, it, it really is. For some I just, I 100% don't buy him as a theater kid, but <laughs> yes. No. Well, I don't buy him as anything. That's the point, as he's still learning who he is, too very multiple yeah he's just like wherever the wind blows and if it blows towards mary that's even better yeah because she puts I like out mary go that way <laughs> listen that's i think that's part of the reason why i'm just like why do you really want mary because like how many i don't know that many high schoolers who would be like the pregnant chick yeah oh, and oh so i do wonder <laughs> right because like i'm just looking around the room and there's not a lot of people who are like pregnant chicks are it um not in this way that want to do meaningful relationship anyways because like cassie said there's a lot of people who pay for some pictures but like <laughs> he's just like i like her um after i know and i'm wondering if it's because he's like she's done that before <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i feel like to give him the benefit of the doubt he does spend you know nine months trying to get to her so like at, just to have you know maybe he's just 
slightly more mature than the rest of them but he's allowed to you know like like who she is as a person before he realizes that she's pregnant (laughs) he's like oh i guess you are cool baby like you get why mary likes him because he is adorable on that vespa but he is damn it (laughs) (laughs) uh i really love the scene with cassandra and mary in the bathroom yes it's so good like the way she you know is like, hey, I know you're pregnant with, like, it doesn't bother you to have people smoking around you. Like, she's uh, giving very, like, Janice Ian vibes, mm-hmm. which also came out in 2004. So, great year for bathroom scenes with weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love In a different connotation, that could be very dangerous. Uh... <laughs> Why not both? Um, I yeah, love. You're right. <laughs> I, I love that moment, and I love that she encouraged her to skip school, which is the first time Mary's really been like, "What if I didn't do what I'm told?" A question yeah. mark. Um, and them shopping. I feel like that is the moment where, as a kid, I'm like, "Oh, they're doing the found family thing." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another reason us gays uh, love this movie. <laughs> uh, and I love that she's being really sweet and also telling her like, "I know somewhere you can sell it." <laughs> <laughs> It's literally me when my friends get pregnant. I'm like, mm, you want to really have a kid? Uh, children are the worst. <laughs> We're at the age where it's like, yay, more often than uh-huh. cross them out of my contacts yeah. to do things with or ever talk to again because it's going to be talking about spit up. The first no. year, literally the first year, I had to like pause and be like, are you happy or upset about this news was the year I knew I lived longer than I thought I was going to. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you've, you've reached the point where I'll like, are we excited? Like, like, uh, (laughs) how are you going to pay for it? Right. In this economy? (laughs) I'm like, you realize the world's going to be like too hot to live in like 20 years, which I kind of admire the ballsiness of bringing a kid into this world. Like, I thought I hated children, but like, <laughs> right? <laughs> nobody's more cruel than the parents. <laughs> Guess this means you're not going to Coachella next year. Um... <laughs> Everywhere is Coachella. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be going anywhere because <laughs> have fun. See you at brunch in 20 years. <laughs> Done. Uh, I really wish we had gotten a flashback to Cassandra shoplifting a frozen turkey from Piggly Wiggly and a tube top and Daisy Dukes. I want to know how that was accomplished. Um, I I have a feeling she just picked it up and ran out. <laughs> like she she didn't even try and snuggle it. She was just like, bye. But also it's Piggly Wiggly. So like, if it was like, it wasn't Missouri, the security guards are not trying. What? <laughs> They're just like, oh, she didn't pay for that turkey. Well, let's stop. Oh, well. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no, don't do that. (laughs) Please put it back. (laughs) Come back. You forgot to pay for it. Uh, More truth bombs from Cassandra when she's like, Patrick asked you out and you turned him down. That boy is a tomcat, even if he is a big JC freak. And double plus bonus, I'm pretty sure he's not a mo. These were all truths. Um, yeah. <laughs> three truths, no okay. lies. But my, one of my other favorite moments is right after this, when Mary's talking to Cassandra, she's like, does it ever bother you that he can't walk? And she's like, he can't walk? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like, Meanwhile, he's shaking people down for change, and I'm just like, <laughs> I see these scams, and I, I live, I live. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> also, Cassandra is such a good friend for taking this one for the team. So Mary and uh, Patrick Fugit can hang out and pretending she wants to get saved. Like, that's a good friend right there. <laughs> if there was a Wing Woman of the Year award, it would have been her. Oh yeah. Because I would never. I yeah, would but it's be like, not a big deal. She got saved last year to go to a ski trip. Yeah. <laughs> I love when she's like, and then, you know, all the sex. Are we counting or? <laughs> Mandy Moore just like covers her mouth really quick. <laughs> uh, we get this little scene with Mary and I always, I'm just going to call him Patrick because I never remember. Dean. No, that was your boyfriend. <laughs> Dean's the boyfriend. I'm Patrick, so bad at names. Patrick Fugit's name is Patrick. Yeah. Oh, perfect. That's so easy. All movies should do this. <laughs> you know, he tells her he likes her because she's beautiful and speaks for herself. And that's pretty much it. He and She inspires him and he she amazes him. It's very cute, but also like, okay, I don't buy that this is why you like her, but okay. I feel like he's possibly the most underderdeveloped character, which I'm fine with because it's not about the boys. Um, very it's boys to the side energy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, again, because he's just like, whoever wants to pick me up, I'll just go with that group today. <laughs> and so, like, I, I'm i rooting for him. And I think that with a lesser actor, I probably have less nice things about this character because it's just possibly the most underdeveloped. Yeah. But he's just so precious. Like, he does have a good... Good energy to him. He's adorable. And so we let him go away with a murder. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love when Cassie is like, by the way, I've decided to dedicate my life to Satan. Like, <laughs> 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 My Christian upbringing still to this day, again, 35 years old. And like when I watched Sabrina, when, you know, that started and she's like, when they say praise Satan for the first time, I still, it's like almost a delicious thrill running down your spine. Like, oh, they just said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you guys ever wondered about, you know, the Virgin Mary, if she made it up? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the whole thing, the, I feel like the, the whole thing. You have to wonder about everything that's in the Bible. You just have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're not questioning it, you've not read it. And yeah. so, like, yeah. I mean, Mary has a point. You've got to admit it's a good yeah. one. It's not like anyone uh, could use virgin birth as an excuse again. Yeah, it's like really Mary played the long there. con and she won if she did. <laughs> That's it. We should all be so creative. <laughs> uh, I love when Mary is having a conversation with Mary Louise Parker and she's and Mary Louise Parker is like, you know, I keep trying to remind myself when Jesus closes the door, he opens the window. <laughs> And Mary's just like, yeah, so we can have something to jump out of. Um, perfect. Perfection. <laughs> Do we think Patrick's dad and Mary's mom get together? Um, no. I mean, I don't think so. I feel like they become friends. I, and it's kind of I, it's kind of weird because they do kind of... In, like at the end, they imply that he's going to come a inside. To cruel intentions, do we think? <laughs> <laughs> cruel intentions with Christian people. Oh wait, that's just Christianity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 
sorry to any Christians. I, I, it is not everybody. Um, I don't know. I just, I, the end of this is when <laughs> this like, is Christians with the lowercase c. <laughs> yeah, like when skip is trying to come inside kind of to jump forward a little bit it feels like they're trying it but then also if they do then patrick and mary are dating it's kind of weird uh how do we feel about the whole thing of them shaming mandy Moore about her looks uh very early 2000s very early 2000s like it's it wouldn't fly now and honestly it's like, if she wasn't such a bitch in this movie, like, I'd be all like, oh, that was too far. Like, but she really is, like, she does everything under the guise of love, which is what I can't stand about, like, fake Christians. And so, like, <laughs> she kind of had this one coming a little bit. Like, not really, but just a little. That, but also that insert where they're just in the house with the photo album laughing feels weird. Like, a lot of the other inserts. Because... Yeah. It, like the moment where Mandy's praying for she like does that to the school and the moment where Cass is like please help me find him I know what they wanted to do with those inserts but they just feel different and like a weird tone drop and mm-hmm. then we go back to business and I'm just like Ugh. okay so I have a theory on this because the director and writer had a very similar experience growing up to myself I feel like I still, and I know I've done it in this episode, find myself kind of like sticking up for some Christian being like, hey, but there are some real Christians. So I think this was him kind of like showing like when Cassandra, especially the moment with Cassandra is like, please help me find him is showing that some people like do still still like, you know, need their faith and it can be like a good thing. Mm -hmm. So I think he, that's just a thing. Because even though most of the time I really am just like a fuck religion, it's awful. Um, I do think it can serve a purpose. I'm sure I like I really am. I'm sure it's very comforting to be like, okay, everything's in God's hands um, when there's stuff out of your control and you don't know why stuff's happening. I'm sure that's very comforting for people. I can't do that. It's not how my brain works, but you know. Yeah, I, I, I get what he wanted to do, but it's just the way that they were filmed and, like, sort of thrown in. That, yeah, it that doesn't was fit jarring. with the rest of the vibe. But yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know, growing up Christian, it's, it causes a lot of conflicting emotions within yourself that I have worked through a lot in therapy. <laughs> but, you know, therapy wasn't as big of a thing in the early 2000s. People weren't, you Listen. know, really working on their mental health. Yeah. No, but I I don't maybe maybe a second director did those three scenes or something, but it's something just feels off about them. Mm. On top of it being totally different. Like there's something just off. Like when you're watching the movie, it's almost like a you hit the gap break too fast and then you go back <laughs> to the movie. Second unit director. <laughs> That's what it feels like because it something's off. Like even Mandy Moore praying, that that was so weird. <laughs> Um, and the way it was shot in the shadow. And I was like, I feel like maybe she did another run at this or something. Cause she's, our hefe is gone. Um, <laughs> and then cast in the car and the weird angle being like, please let me find him. And it was like very, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it does not feel like the movie I was watching those three scenes yeah. specifically. <laughs> Their shoot day needed to be over. They didn't have time. Yes. They're about to call lunch, you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. When Mandy Moore is like, 
I sometimes Christians can be so delusional. Like she really does. I do think she believes she's being a good person because you know she's like, I'm trying to be a good Christian. I'm trying to be a living example of Christ's love, and I've done nothing but bust my buns for these sinners. <laughs> sure, Hillary. Well, but that's exactly it. It's like in her mind, she's doing exactly what God would want her to do. She wants <laughs> it's like, everyone did you read the needs Bible, to be Hillary. That's <laughs> no that's the whole point of this like so, i mean look at the mom when the mom is doing all this and they're watching the christian tv show like the christian jeopardy and she keeps getting all these answers right and she's like i hate this show and i'm like did you read the bible <laughs> and like it's just it's stuff like that where it's just like the, the like the hypocrisy of like claiming to know something that you don't actually know that you haven't studied enough to actually have an like a true idea of you're you're just parroting what everyone else says and that's what she's doing she's parroting what everyone else would do like she's in in a christian society she's going for exactly what everyone needs to be cookie cutter and exactly the same and that's what she wants these are the people that are the outliers they're the problem and them yeah i mean honestly mean girls should have been filmed with hillary Faye because sometimes christians are the meanest people you ever meet mm -hmm. uh she graffitis the school and blames it on them just to get them kicked out and um yeah i do love and sean i think you wrote this about the teacher that tries to hide the sonogram i thought that was a really nice moment of female solidarity mm -hmm. i agree yeah like that teacher she only had a couple of scenes but each time i was like i think she actually cares about these kids but again when you're in this kind of televangelist situation women don't get a say in anything absolutely not right <laughs> uh also pastor skip martin donovan i love his delusional thinking and i say love very sarcastically telling you know mary's mom that god is punishing them for their sin and getting their attention through mary like Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And that's when he says she needs to send her away. And expels them all. Uh, it's almost prom. And, you know, Mary's having that conversation about, like, what they're going to do. And her mom's like, you know, something could ruin, something like this could ruin the rest of your life. Which is always a wonderful moment when parents have these uh, conversations with their kids, like in Bridget Jones, when she's like, you know, I'm not sure I should have had children. And uh, sure, you know, in succession when uh, the mother, which I think is the worst person in the show, um, is talking to Shiv and it's like, mm -hmm. you shouldn't have children. Having kids is awful, which I mean, true, but maybe don't tell your kid that. Just <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to save you lots and lots of heartbreak. Don't have children, darling. <laughs> <laughs> they, if they grow up to be anything like you, what's the point? <laughs> exactly. Um, again, we get really sweet moments with Cassandra and Macaulay Culkin. Um, with him kind of realizing he wants to be with someone not just because he needs them. Like how he had been you know, with his sister and with her like i just want to be my own person but i want you and it's not just all about the sex and it's just cute i hope they were fucking like rabbits every time we don't see them off screen yes 
uh, prom <laughs> night, big finale. Hillary Fay gets her comeuppance, and it's wonderful. This is, <laughs> uh, I will say that Courtney Shane's breakdown at prom is slightly more memorable, but I do think that Hillary Faye does cause more property damage, so good for her. <laughs> so I don't remember Jawbreaker, so I feel like you guys should have a moment on that because I can't add anything. I, I, I was going to say it was kind of like the reverse carry because like... <laughs> We were rooting for the girl on stage being embarrassed and Carrie, and we're like, get him, sis. And here we're just like, <laughs> you deserve this. I don't know what to tell you, bitch. Um, <laughs> please leave the prom. <laughs> <Yeah>. Get out. <laughs> I do love the, oh, she's that, that huge pimple she has. <laughs> like, you look beautiful. You can hardly see that pimple. <laughs> uh, again, Heather Matarazzo being a great great person and helping out Hillary Faye for being a piece of shit. Um, you go girl. <laughs> and um, she throws the whole Mary thing back. <laughs> she did all this because Jesus told her to. Um, Although can I just say one thing? I always wondered. Things. I always wonder if Tia Heather Matarazzo character because she goes and gets that she gets that fucking tiara um, at the end that she'd been wanting like I if they made a sequel I feel like she would have been the new <laughs> like the new Hillary Faye <laughs> like she got held back a year it was just like I rule this school now <laughs> so but do you think that she only told about Hillary on stage because she wouldn't let her try on the tiara <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been a reason. <laughs> I mean, we don't get a lot of Tia. Like, we don't know her very well. Like, we know her dad is an alcoholic, and that's she works two jobs and is wants to be a jewel. But, like, we don't get enough of her to really get a read on her personality. Like, is she just a good person wanting to be a jewel? Like, you know, she you know she changes her hair and kind of changes a little bit like she seems like she's a little meaner when she's with hillary like what you haven't we haven't really been given enough other than the fact that i feel like she's just like ready to take hillary's ass down <laughs> like she's like fuck you she, <laughs> it was like here's the receipts <laughs> she comes out literally from, literally she put out her cleavage and i clapped um i, I she sort of strikes me as the high school girl who has like a small taste of power and now wants to rule it all, even though they have two days left of high school. <laughs> um, and so she's like, if this is what it feels like to be a jewel, what's it like to be the queen jewel? And so I think that she's like, let's dethrone her and I'll live my best life this weekend and maybe some of this summer too. And she's going to carry that energy into college. And I love that for her. And she can also have a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I have three this weeks of school so and I'm going to enjoy them. <laughs> uh, Dean and the kids from Mercy House, including his not-life partner, uh, just <laughs> they were roommates. He's <laughs> 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 uh, he so sweet when he finds out she's having a baby and I also uh, I can't believe they didn't tell him. Well, I mean, she tried to for a second there, but but I mean, I after everybody knows, like, still nobody made that call. Nobody talks to him. That's also, the whole point. They also they found out last night. Off. Like, they literally found out last night. And so nobody that was like, let's, 
she was about to go to Mercy House with him the next day. So he was going to see soon enough. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I, True. And Mary it, Louise Parker's not being a great mom. So she's not like, you need to tell the father. <laughs> right. But it also made me really happy for her because she's been ha- having the secret. And I mean, yeah, she has Cass and Roland. But, like, nobody's actually been like, yay! Whereas, again, this is another high school boy that I'm not sure how (laughs) we get to this. But he's like, we're having a baby. Congrats to us! Yay! I don't know any happy to have baby (laughs) boys in high school. Um, And he's running around the hospital like, yeah, it's beautiful! I'm like, is this this a wonderful life? What happened? Like, (laughs) Well, also, I mean, maybe it's just the fact that he feels like he'll have a little sense of normalcy. Like, yeah, yeah, there's his, they're in high school, but like, he, he's a gay Christian kid. He's like, <laughs> I have a baby. Look, see, I'm it's not I too was bad. A gay we Christian got a baby. Kid, and I never once was like, man, you know what would fix this? <laughs> a lifetime responsibility. Well, he didn't plan it. He wasn't like, woo, let's do this for the, let's do it for the kids, you know? But like, you know. Think of the children. <laughs> I love that. No, I just love that both him and Patrick, no hesitation, just like, oh, she's pregnant. It's a great day. And I'm just like, excuse you. <laughs> I have never met a man in my life. <laughs> Listen, like it's something in the water in this town because it's like, yay, baby. Um, there's no, can I have a moment to process? There's no wavering. It's just like, that's amazing. High five. And I'm like, yeah. what? Oh my God. Congrats to us. <laughs> He was so happy. He was the happiest he was the whole movie. And I was like, <laughs> please explain. Yeah. Uh, so what really brings this movie home for me personally, from all of my complicated feelings toward religion, is uh, when they're talking about religion, Christianity, and they're like so everything that doesn't fit into some stupid idea of what you think god wants you just try to hide or fix or get rid of it's just all too much to live up to no one fits in a hundred percent of the time not even you and uh when they're like i know in my heart jesus still loves me and it's just like why would god make all of us so different if he wanted us to be the same um which took me a really long time to get to um personally uh, so I like that this movie just cut to the point within 90 minutes. <laughs> Hillary Faye, yes. uh, crashes into Jesus. Um, <laughs> also this Jesus does not need to be like 50 feet high. <laughs> no, Jesus doesn't be that big, but I, no. when he, when the head rolls, when Jesus's head rolls <laughs> and it's her van, I, because again, when I saw this the first time I was homeschooled, so I was like, oh, that's a little sacrilegious, but I can't stop laughing. Um, <laughs> that's what you found sacrilegious in this? Because yes. <laughs> everything else, I was like, that's fine, that's fine. But I think it's the iconography. That's not a word. Wow. Um, iconography. There thank you. Go. <laughs> Homeschool work, y'all. Um, yeah. I think- <laughs> <laughs> this is a Rotten Tomato certified critic, everyone. Don't let her Listen, fool you. <laughs> if I can do it, you can. Um, But. <laughs> but it's when that head hits the van that i was like (gasps) but i also wouldn't stop laughing um and i ended up watching this so many times but that was the one that was like oh no that might be a little too far am i gonna get in trouble i don't i'm gonna watch it one more time it's the jesus christ that really gets it for me as it hits her car (laughs) 
she gets a small moment of redemption kind of at the end that I wish they hadn't given to her. I love yeah. when villains can just be villains and be awful. Um, well, she's still awful. She's just, <laughs> I mean, it's one thing. She doesn't apologize to anyone but Roland. Like, and I think that makes perfect <laughs> Roland sense. Just who because... deserves that apology. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> he's had to live but, with her his entire life. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's exactly it. It's like, she doesn't apologize for anything else, but how she treats her brother. So like, that's the one person you're going to have in your life forever. Most of the time. Um, you know, so it makes sense that she would apologize to at least Roland for being a dick. But, like, she doesn't apologize to anyone else. This is the it. Like, she's just like, well, blump. But Jesus probably doesn't still love her. Maybe. <laughs> I just love I, I love You think Jesus still loves me, Roland? Probably no. not. <laughs> I, like, I would have said the same thing. Probably, yeah, probably not. <laughs> just would have been like, absolutely not. No way. Yeah. And, and he never did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he's probably not real. But um, anyway, we during all this kerfuffle, Mary goes into labor. And, you know, baby at prom. What could be more high school? Uh, her mom does show <laughs> Baby's up for made her. at prom? Or are you talking baby's birthed at prom? Birthed because at honestly, prom. Honestly, probably birthed. seen... I think I've seen both. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I'm so sad I missed out on prom because there could have been, you know, a toilet baby or something like. Oh my anything god! Could happen. Because I was in Missouri, there would have definitely been a couple in the toilets. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly sad I missed out on skipping prom on purpose as opposed to being homeschooled because I wanted the choice of skipping prom. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, it, not that I necessarily would have gone, but I would have liked the option. You know. Yeah. Because it always seems so cool to be like, fuck that, and doing anything else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally anything else. <laughs> I just want to know, how did Mary Louise Parker know that she was going into labor to show up at prom? And get no, an ambulance? She, like, I, I think she was going to be like, I was a shitty mom and I'm sorry. And then she was like, oh, there's an ambulance? I bet it's my kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i exactly because like she goes upstairs after she watches that fucking game show again and starts getting the questions right and realizes yeah. like oh maybe i've been a shit mom and then she goes upstairs discovers mary's gone and then that's mm. when she shows up at the church at the at the school i just also really love the three guys looking at the ambulance and you know none of them really want to get in but they're going to because they're all obsessed with her <laughs> And he's like, we have, we got room for one. I'm the boyfriend. I'm the father. I'm his boyfriend. <laughs> That's cute. We only got room for one. <laughs> you know, they were just like oh, teenagers. <laughs> right? It's it's big parks and rec when April Lovegate is like, this is my boyfriend, Derek. And that's his boyfriend, Derek. That's his boyfriend, Derek. Why is it so confusing for you? Look. <laughs> Uh, I need to watch Parks and Rec. I mean, oh my god, it it's so, much. so good! It was so. And good. isn't it set in Indiana? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but in an Indiana where people sometimes try. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them. It's fictional, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly fictional. Like some of the politicians um, go to work. 
<laughs> never. Not in this not in this state. Uh, you know, we'll never even legalize weed and they can make so much money. Stupid. Listen. A fucking Holcomb. Um Mary Louise Parker does tell Mary that she didn't ruin her life, which is probably good to tell her right before she gives birth. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, it's not about you right now, mom. It's not about you. <laughs> Just keep it going. Oh. <laughs> I am in labor. <laughs> uh, so when she's got the baby, we get some general loan voiceover. Uh, she says, okay, I'm pretty sure this isn't what Jesus had in mind when he says, help Dean. Look, don't be too harsh. I'm not the first person to get the message screwed up. <laughs> True that. Every pastor I've ever met. Looking at her, it's like life is too amazing to be this random and meaningless consequence of the universe. There had to be a God or something out there, something inside. You just have to feel it. And again, I think this director just working through some stuff. Um, Skip comes to the hospital. (laughs) I thought you were saying skip, skip. (laughs) I was like, we're at the end. What is there to skip? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. The character Skip, skip, played by Martin Donovan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. He comes in, I guess, to be supportive, show he's not a piece of shit, try to get back with her mom so his kid can't get with the unwed mother. I don't know. But well, it's all nice. I mean, he also gets the moment where he and Mary Louise Parker like lock eyes and she's allowed to just be all like, I'm supporting my kid. Like, this isn't for you. I don't give a shit what you think. Like, I'm here for her. Yeah, and I think that's why he's like, "Oh, maybe I am the asshole. Maybe I'm the problem." <laughs> I, Hi. I was still salty that she was for even a second. Like he's come to give me flowers and make up. He literally told you to send your daughter away or else, and you were like, yeah. "Okay." Um, and so like again, she's on my shit list. <laughs> yes, I will say in a very very small defense of Mary Louise Parker in this film. Dating is hard the older you get, especially when you're a single mom. You got a teenage daughter who's pregnant. Like, she doesn't have a lot of options. So I will let her slide like a fraction of an inch on it because it is tough. No, she's no. A, this is no. a Christianity. There's like, she's it, probably had to beat people off with a stick. Right? <laughs> My thing is, if you're going to have kids, you have to they're going to come first. That's all there is to it. If you don't want to do that, don't have them. And so like, you can't date men who are like, get rid of her because of anything. There, there's no, because there's, there's no coming back from that. And the fact that she even thought about it for a day, uh, <laughs> lets her daughter know that she and her mom are not who they thought they were. Yeah. Well, Mary can deal with that in therapy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which let's be honest, she's not going to go to therapy. Christians don't believe in therapy. You just pray about it. Um, (laughs) The final bit of voiceover says, I mean, really, when you think about it, what would Jesus do? Uh, WWJD. I don't know. But in the meantime, we'll be trying to figure it out together. And everybody's there. They're all getting along. They're all happy. And there's a baby. And they get a picture. And the movie ends. Yay, found family. I know. I do love a good found family story. So... Do any of us have any final thoughts? And what would we rate this movie on a scale of zero to five? Sheree, oh. you first. 
I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four. I thought it was gonna be three point five. But I'm gonna give it a four. I watched it twice this weekend for the first time in years, and it still hits. I mean, comedy's hard because once you see it, it's it's done. It, yeah. <laughs> you know the jokes. <laughs> um, but like, I would still lose my shit over most of these things, and I did a couple times. So yeah, I would give it a four. Sean, what about you? I would absolutely agree. I think it's a four. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I do. Uh, I think it's. I think it's just a ton of fun. Um, it, it does hit a little close to home at points, <laughs> but you know, it's you've got. It has a lot of heart for being a, a you know, like a for dark being comedy. an incredibly cynical pitch black comedy. <laughs> yeah, like it does have some heart to it. <laughs> um and i really i do really like the character cassandra and mandy moore is a, an epic bitch in it so like just because oh man she's like the worst kind because she's like thinks she's being nice but she's absolutely an asshole which is even worse yep uh, oh god hate it but yeah she's great <laughs> so four <laughs> so i do agree with you guys real score if i was not putting feelings into it this is a four uh but because it is the only thing that so perfectly kind of lampoons my childhood like this is a five in my heart for me so i will give this a five that's what i put on letterbox um critic cat it's a four but (laughs) (laughs) so uh, people audiences did not um go for this on a budget of five million dollars it only made 10.1 million which is sad. Um, well, they considered it a sleeper hit. I mean, it made $5 million more. And I don't remember seeing this advertised at all. Same. Like, it, I'm well, pretty I sure they the just... movies in 2004, so I... <laughs> I was. <laughs> have no I was. I mean, like, TV spots, anything. I don't remember seeing any of this. I think I saw one trailer on, a v- on like, a DVD. That was it. And that was after it came out. So, I mean, I feel like they did not have a lot of faith in this, so they didn't really advertise it. And when your advertising budget is low, you can still make a little bit of money. So they consider this a sleeper hit. Like, yeah, I guess if they didn't, because usually, you know, it's like, oh, it needs to make like three times to be profitable. But yeah, with no advertising, they probably were like, all right. Uh, on Letterboxd, this has an average score of 3.4. So that really does track. Um, you know, that's a about a seven seven out of ten so yeah uh it's not a letterbox square that i'm going to truly complain about sure yes what do you want to plug where can people find you on the socials yay um you can find me at miss sure on instagram and on twitter that's for all my personal shenanigans it will also open a door to all of the podcasts i do (laughs) um i have lots of thoughts and feelings and therapy is expensive so i have a podcast for everything My main one is a nightmare on Fear Street at Nightmare Fierce on Twitter. We've been around for almost four years. It will be four years in August. Yeah. Um, And my other one, Bloody Massacre, we are about to kick off our third year in February because we come back like a boomerang. Um, And that's me and Zero Gravity, who is cooler than me. And so I love that show because I get to pretend I could be cool, too. <laughs> and I'm all over anatomy of a screen pod squad because of Joe. So you can always oh find me over there with random podcasts that we come up with when we want to watch something together. Yeah. I need to get in on that at some point because I'm like, sometimes I just want to watch TV with people and talk about it. Listen, 
literally last year we were like, I'm going to watch this. Are you going to watch it? Yeah. You want to do a show about it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was us last year. <laughs> um, which is why it's you. And then it's from. And then we tried Black Summer. And you yeah, know if what? you guys hadn't covered from, I wouldn't have watched it. And you know how much I loved that. So thank you. Your coverage uh, Thank you. <laughs> it was the best show no one was watching because it was on MGM and nobody has MGM. Yeah. Who the fuck has MGM Plus? Nobody. Yeah. I got it for a couple months, though, because I needed to see season two. <laughs> I, I got it because I was doing the top 10 um, shows of the year list for Dress Central. And I was like, this one is here on Paranew. I got to see it. So I'm going to start a trial. And I was like, I have one week to finish this. Let me finish it in two days. And I was like, this is the best shit I've seen all year. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I'm telling it's so everybody. <laughs> I know. I was so angry. It was on the first season was on Amazon Prime, and I got like four episodes in, and then it left Prime the next day, and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so I'm four episodes into that show, and I haven't been I'm able so... to finish it because I cannot afford another. I I know for one. a while MGM was letting people watch the first season for free, so I don't know if how long Ooh, that lasted and if it's still lasting. But it's also good enough, like just sign up for like one month and watch it. It's oh, from was just on sale on Vudu for like it was probably the end of the year sale or something. But they were like five bucks seasons. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) So Sean, you really missed out because you could nap those, and they're worth watching and worth rewatching. I can't wait for. I will wait till they go on sale again. So if you want to find us on the socials, uh, the podcast is on Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you need a handle, it's at Triple M Pod with three M's. Same as our Patreon. Check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Triple M Pod. Good stuff. And it's really affordable. Uh, if you want to find Sean and I, we're on Twitter, Blue Sky, Letterboxd, Serialized. I'm at Just Happy to See You, number two letter C, letter U. And Sean is at... I'm at Murph the Smurf, M-U-R-P-H-T-H-E-S-M-U-R-P-H. And if you want to travel back in time and email us about anything, our email is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. And uh, Sean, do you have any idea what we're watching next week? I do. Well, of course I have an idea. You plan out the schedule a year in advance. <laughs> oh, I know. I just said <laughs> you didn't have it. In, it wasn't in the notes. And I'm like, I wonder if Sean remembers. I know what it is. But <laughs> uh, Yes. So this is the start. of. So our next episode will be the start of February, which is, of course, the summer, the summer, the <laughs> season of love of, for no one, apparently. Um, so we're doing our only rom- really romantic film. For the first week of February, we're doing an affair to remember. <laughs> Sorry. We are. Very excited about that. Uh, and then after to... that, it just goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. After after that, we have two incredibly cruel anti-romance movies that deal with relationships. And then one movie that has nothing to do with romance at all, but um, it'll make sense when we get there. So please don't forget to give us a five-star rate, maybe even a review if you have time. Helps so much in the algorithms. And uh, if you don't want to sign up for Patreon, there's a link in the description. If you want to just donate a little bit to the pod, uh, we put a lot into it. Don't forget to be kind to people. The world sucks. January sucks. Winter is hard. Uh, doesn't cost anything to be nice. Sheree, I'm so glad you came to talk with us about this. I've been so excited about this episode, and you yes. 150% delivered. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me on Talk About Saved. Because again, I talk about horror all year round. So I love mm-hmm. when I can talk about dark comedies that aren't horror. But like, there's a reason that they have an overlapping fan base. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's horror adjacent. We claim <laughs> things that should be under that umbrella all the time. Yeah. We just to talk about it. Look. <laughs> yeah. Uh there are certain episodes, you know, that you just really look forward, like, oh, I can't wait to cover that. Um, this lived up to it. I had a blast. Uh, so thank you. Yes, and thank you, you so much for coming to talk about back this. anytime. So yes. I'm gonna take you up on that. I'll be like, guess what Mandy Moore just did? <laughs> <laughs> Save two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Saved kills. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus dies tonight? I don't know. Release it on uh Whoa. or something. Um, Wouldn't it be she, like Satan dies tonight? She did take him out though. She did. She did. Drive right <laughs> at him. Knocked his head clean off. Listen. Had he been Michael Myers, we wouldn't have had a sequel. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh until next time everybody. Bye. Bye.